What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK, live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Wednesday, January 24th, 20 and 24, and the Buck and I are with you until 10 o'clock, talking plenty of Texas basketball. The Longhorns go on the road and knock off Oklahoma the sixth straight time Texas has beaten OU on the hardwood. We'll recap that game and talk about what it means for Texas hoops going forward, plus some Texas football. How big of a player will the Longhorns be in the college football playoff picture when we get to the fall? We'll talk some NFL, of course, just a few days away from Conference Championship Sunday in the National Football League, and we have seemingly the first domino of the NFL head coaching carousel that has fallen. We'll talk a little Major League Baseball as the Hall of Fame announcement came down last night. Some NBA to get into as we had a surprise firing in the association. We'll talk a little Dak Prescott and debate what his future looks like in Dallas. And of course, we'll have uh, some funny videos for the people like we always do here on Bucky and BK. What's going on this morning, Buck? Man, it is absolutely Fantastic. A little bit warmer yesterday, a little bit warmer today. Real nice it will be tomorrow. The rain's still coming down, so the rain will end today, and we'll have a really nice day tomorrow. A little sunshine mixed with clouds, so it'll be okay. Remember, I can get the rain to come, but I really can't tell the rain when to stop. That's not in my weather forecast. I don't tell you when it's going to stop, but I'm going to just take – this is just a guess. Generally, it's my expert opinion, but this is just a guess. I think today will be it for the rain. Now, I'm not going to say what time, but my goodness, dude, it was thundering last night, and we got a little thunder this morning, you heard, mm -hmm. and that roar last night, no lightning with it, but just a bunch of thunder, unless I didn't see the lightning, because I slept well after the basket, after that big win over OU, I went dead to sleep, I was tired and out, and could hear the raindrops hitting the, hitting the top of the roof, and I was just out, but the thunder, you said the thunder was out there this morning, huh? Yeah, I just heard some 10 minutes ago. Well, there. Well, thank you very much, Dak Prescott's uh, uh, brother and C.D. Lamb's brother and mother and everybody else's dad and uncles who are involved in the Dallas Cowboys. Very disappointed. I'm not disappointed. I'm I'm more so that that's that kind of or that's that organization because leadership wise. Sorry, Mike McCarthy. Sorry, Dak Prescott. Nobody's nobody's buying. Hold I on. I just don't. I don't, I don't think they're buying. I'm I'm Hold sorry. On. You're blaming, you're blaming C.D. Lamb's mom for the thunder we have in Austin? How did you get there from oh, there? I got there very quickly. Sorry, Micah Parsons, your brother or whatever, who's doing all the talking and yapping now. Let's see. All the people that don't play always have something to say. But I'll say this. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. No arguments about that whatsoever. Do be safe out there. Yeah, we'll get into the never-ending drama surrounding the Dallas Cowboys wow. a little bit later in today's your show. You're your group. Now, I'm a Chiefs fan. Don't forget. There you go. Let's not forget that. Got my Chiefs red on this morning. Here we there go. There we go. Yeah, once yeah. we get into January, I uh, give up on my Cowboys fandom. and I Start being a Chief fan. Go back to my roots. Remember, I was born in Overland Park, Kansas. Overland Park, yes. All right, so I've been a, a Chiefs fan from day one, okay? Let's not forget about that. There you go. 
And uh, maybe when Mahomes leaves, I will forget about that. But as long as he's there, <laughs> nobody, as that guy is unbelievable, man. Nobody will forget about that. Uh, but let's talk. Uh, let's start with that Texas OU basketball game, man. What a win! What a two-game stretch it's been for Texas basketball after the embarrassing loss to UCF, in which the Longhorns blew a 16-point lead at home last Wednesday. Boy, it's only been a week since that game went down. But uh, a lot has changed. This Texas program has taken a total 180 from that loss and everything that went down after that loss to where things stand right now. Back-to-back top 11 wins for this Texas basketball program. They obviously beat Baylor in dramatic fashion on Saturday. And, Buck, there wasn't a lot of drama last night. This game was closed at halftime. OU actually led by one at recess. But it was all Texas in the second half, the Longhorns outscored the Sooners 43-27 to en route to a 15-point blowout victory in Norman last night. Just a dominant second half by Texas and a huge, huge win. And Texas went from well outside of the NCAA tournament field to uh, they are right back on the bubble. Still a long way to go in this season, but what a turnaround it's been for the Horns. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite the defensive display, I thought, in the second half. I mean, they had hands in everybody's face. OU didn't have a shooter that could get at least even warm. I mean, they got they got a lot of they got a lot of kind of putbacks and stuff like that, but they didn't have anybody shooting threes or, you know, 15 footers on a consistent basis because I thought they got deep they got deed up pretty well last night. Texas was in their hip pocket in their home gym, and that was that was nice to see from the get-go. You know, Asimus was, look, he was, deep, hey, a little defense, look, moving back and forth, moving those legs, shuffling those feet. Even that dude was playing defense last night. I mean, they all were. Their guards couldn't, their guards didn't do anything from Oklahoma. You know, Mitchell was all over the boards. He was scrapping all night long. Anybody that played for the Horns last night, played, D- Dylan DeSue played out of his mind on defense and offense, as a matter of fact. He was fabulous. He really, he was, they still just don't believe him. They let him go to the three-point line. And they say, go ahead, shoot it. We'll see if you can make it. And all he does is make them. I mean, he just makes them. They just, they, they give it to him. They don't, they don't run out and guard him. They just, I mean, he, as they said last night on the broadcast, that guy can, can score from all three tiers. And when they get, when he gets out there to the third tier, to the three point range, people tend to say that, that big dude, the 15 foot jumper that he has, he's not to hit these threes. He's as smooth as anybody you've seen shoot that three. Yeah, Dylan DeSue is the Jatavion Sanders of this Texas basketball team, where he's mm-hmm. just a matchup nightmare. Like, he is a oh, tough really? he guard is. because of his combination of size and strength and skill. And you're right, like, teams don't play him for the three because they're worried he's going to blow by them on right. the drive. Or they're worried, you know, he's going to make something happen on the low block. And he is a three-level scorer right now. And I, I still hear Texas fans complain about Dylan DeSue shooting threes. Oh, he's no. shooting He's shooting 57% from three this year. Now, is that sustainable over a whole year? Probably not. And they're but, clean shots. They're non-contested shots. Well, he's so big, too. He, he can see and shoot over everybody. Like, even when a guy is close to him, he could still elevate, and no one can get a hand in his face because he's damn near seven feet. So, like, those are the guys who are the toughest to guard in the NBA, but also in college basketball and there aren't a lot of guys like that in college basketball. So, no, Dylan DeSue is a problem. And if he keeps shooting anywhere close to the way oh, yeah. he's been shooting, 
then, yeah, he's going to be one of the best players in this Big 12 this year, and he's going to lead Texas to a successful second half of the season. Yeah, and when he gets you on his hip, you got a problem down there in the paint. I mean, he is strong. He's physical. He's got really a nice touch, and he gets back off the ground again. If he misses the original shot, he's back at it right off the bat. You know, and, and mm -hmm. I, I watched Mitchell play last night offensively. To me, he still struggles, but he is a he's a garbage man. He gets all the rebound. He'll get on the floor with you. He goes over the top of you. I mean, I'm not saying he can get his jump. You know, early in the season, he was shooting that jumper when he'd go one-on-one. -on -one, but he's got away from that again. I mean, it's it's almost like he doesn't like the one-on-one. -on -one, but he likes to come over the top and slam the ball or get the rebound for putbacks. I don't give a rat's ass while he's here how he scores. I'm not worried about his NBA future. I'm worried about his his present while he's here. And I, I know what he is. I know he's not a one-on-one -on -one player because he has one-on-ones, and he just he doesn't do anything with them. But I know he'll be around that rim getting that rebound or, or the putbacks, and that's fine. Yeah, we talked a lot about rebounding yesterday, and Dylan Mitchell did lead everybody with 13 boards wow. last night. Uh, Texas had been out-rebounded in its previous four games. They were obviously, uh, what, one and three, or two and two in that stretch, uh, one and three in conference play overall. But the Longhorns have been uh, just beaten and beaten down on the glass in recent weeks. And we were hoping that was something that was going to change last night. And it absolutely did. Texas out-rebounded Oklahoma by 16. So the effort, the hustle, it was there for Texas. The Longhorns were quicker to lose balls than Oklahoma was. Yeah. They were winning those 50-50 balls. They were giving themselves second chances on offense. And they weren't giving Oklahoma a lot of second looks when they were on offense, right? It was yeah, a lot they, of one and done. They, they, they did run. Oklahoma ran with the ball. They They took off. And, but they didn't get any quality shots, even on their fast breaks. They were just, they were prayers, you know, because they had a Texas player with their hand in their face. I mean, they were contested, whether it's layups or fast breaks, they were contested. Those weren't that was, easy buckets. That was where the game turned, right? It was a tale of two halves. I mean, Oklahoma led at halftime, but they led because they were able to get easy buckets right. in transition. They had 14 points uh, on the fast break. Yeah, we knew they were going to run. And I, I felt good about Texas at halftime. Like, I did not feel good at halftime against Baylor. No. Because Texas shot the lights out, and they only led by one. And it's like, uh-oh, this could be scary. Well, turns out the Longhorns stepped it up defensively. Baylor started missing a bunch of shots. And Texas was able to uh, survive against uh, the Wackos over the weekend. But I felt good. It's like, okay, Texas is clearly better than Oklahoma. If they just stop turning the ball over and giving Oklahoma easy buckets, right. then they're going to win this game. And that's exactly what happened. Like, Oklahoma, they don't have a go-to guy right now. No, they don't. Uh, and, and they've got a couple of good guards, and Texas did a great job defensively containing them. But the Sooners don't have just, like, you give this guy the ball, and he's guaranteed to get you a bucket in a big spot kind of guy. And when Oklahoma had to play in the half court against a solid defense that Texas is, they couldn't get anything going so that yep. was the key to the game it's just stop turning the ball over and giving them freebies once texas did that they were able to uh, assert their will in that second half well and and ace was had some threes in the second half that were like they weren't even guarding them because they didn't believe the guy would shoot it from that far they were like that that guy's not going to pull up here from after right after a couple steps after half court wrong he will he did and he made a couple shots you know from way way back uh, past the line he and, dude, they, he didn't have anybody in his face. They weren't contested shots because nobody would believe he would do that. Yeah. Aismas is a polarizing player amongst this fan base. Oh, my goodness. And I, he's going to go down as one of my favorite Texas basketball players ever. And I know he's only going to be here for a year. 
and this is not going to be the best basketball season Texas has ever had. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will. Who knows? They keep playing like they did last night, then uh, they could do something pretty special this year. But odds are this is not going to be one of the best basketball teams I've ever watched in Austin. But I, I love that guy, man. Like, he can pull up from anywhere in the gym. You could put that guy in the third row of the stands, and I would think he's going to make it when he pulls up. He's By the way, he went to the rim last night, too. He went down deep yep. and got a, a three-point bucket, too. You're right. No, I mean, you're he right. Won. He, he went was pretty aggressive. Hole. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. So He played uh, he, he played to what Oklahoma thought they were going to do. They thought they were going to get out and run. And he wanted to show what an all-around athlete he was. That, yeah, he won't just shoot a three. He'll go inside. And he went inside and got knocked down once on a and one. I thought that was awesome. Because I haven't seen him do I haven't seen him finish like that, you know. I've seen those three-pointers where last night he passed the great – was it Elvin Hayes that he passed last night in scoring? That's a lot of points, dude. When you start talking about Elvin Hayes and, and, and players like that, Oscar Robertson, are you kidding me? Yeah, he passed up Larry Bird. Wow. Over the weekend and that win over Baylor. And, yeah, I mean, he's – one of the most prolific scorers in college basketball yeah. history. Obviously, he did most of that at uh, Anal Roberts or whatever it is. Uh, but here he is at Texas going up against high major competition and still finding ways to get the ball in the hoop. So, um, yeah, look, he's he he kind of let the game come to him last night. I would agree. And he he wasn't as aggressive as I wanted him to be in the first half. But no. the, the TV announcers were talking about it. Like, he's just, you know, he's staying in his zone. He's letting the other guys get theirs. And then when Texas needed some dudes to step up in the second half, there was Max Asmus, like the cold blood. And he played defense. I mean, he, de- he defended their guard. Yeah. Their guard. He he swatted down two balls. You know, his hands were everywhere. That was, you know, I was from my defense school. You know, I was going to say, we, we got to thank you. Yeah, you taught him uh, how to have a seizure on the basketball court. Yeah, he shuffled from side to side last night and got his hands in on a couple balls, which was good. Yeah. But, dude, there are some just, just some occasions, unless it's Steph Curry, when you see a guy get over half court, you tend to back away a little bit and say, he's not going to shoot. This is ridiculous. He's not going to try to attempt to take this shot. And that guy will. Yeah. You give like that you guy said, an he'll inch. Shoot from anywhere. Yep. You give him an inch, he'll take a mile. I mean, he's, Man. he's that type of shooter. And uh, 22 big points last night to lead all scores for the Longhorns. Yeah. The three best players for Texas. We talked about the Sioux who had his first double-double of yeah, the year. Yeah, he had to have a good game, and he did. Yeah. You know, OU, I mean, that's, you know, we talked about a couple of things yesterday when previewing this game, and one of them was just OU's lack of size, right? We said the guards mm-hmm. needed to play well, and the Texas guards did play well. They outplayed Oklahoma's backcourt. But OU just didn't have anybody who had the size or skill to run with Dylan Sioux. Well, they and couldn't that, run. They had that one big dude that looked like a big tight end. Oh, yeah, that guy, tight end, that guy looked like a left tackle. He was big. What was he? Six nine, six ten. I mean, that guy hit the deck once or twice, and oh, my I know. apartment shook in Austin, all yeah. the way from Norman. I felt that. Shit I true. Here. I was. I when that guy hit the deck, as you said a couple times, I was worried about Dylan Dessou's foot the whole time. Don't get go. Don't get your legs tangled up when that dude comes down on the ground. God, he thing. was big, and he was wide. I Man, that was a wide body. I registered on the Richter scale when that guy when he was down there low trying to shoot. No good. He was fantastic at the free throw line. He's an 80% free throw shooter, but two feet away, I mean, that thing was clanking off to the side. I'm like, come on, man. That fatty is an 80% free throw shooter? Yes. Wow, yes. I missed that. Fat. 79% free throw shooter, but down low, it was hitting underneath the boards. And I mean, like, I'm like, yeah, give it to him down there deep. He doesn't know what to do with it because he tried to ball handle. I'm like, no way. Oh, no man. way. 
So DeSue and A. Smith were the two best players, but uh, maybe the X factor in that win last night was Kendall Weaver coming yes, off the bench. once again. I mean, he's like Saturday. He played well Saturday. Yep, I'll give Rodney Terry credit for giving Kendall Weaver more minutes. It, it probably should have happened earlier than it did. And I'll tell you what, maybe one of the best things that's happened to this Texas basketball team is Brock Cunningham forgetting how to play basketball. Because if Brock Cunningham hadn't been struggling as much as he has been struggling, and he made a shot last night, his first make. Corner, last, got that corner three. Literally his first make in conference play. There, there have been six Big 12 games, and he has now made one field goal in those six. But because Brock Cunningham is in the midst of his worst stretch of basketball in his 18-year career at Texas, uh, it opened the door for Kendall Weaver to get more minutes. And dude, on both ends of the floor, that guy was incredible. 11 points in 28 minutes, had four rebounds as well, had a steal, had a block, was playing great defense, drew a charge. I mean, that guy was Brock Cunningham on steroids. Yeah, what they can't, what other opposing teams can't let him do is go right because that's where he goes every time. He's going, he's going to his right hand when he goes to the to the basket or when he goes to his jumper. He's going right. He doesn't do very much left, but he's got He's got long reach, and he knocks down a bunch of balls, and he's a scrapper, too. Yeah, and he had that incredible put-back lay-in, too, where he just yeah. came in from the top of the key behind the three-point line and had a put-back after a missed shot. Like, that guy is an athletic freak. And, man, he... And right. he wants to be offensive. That's the thing about him. But like I said, if he gets going and he learns how to go to his left side, he will be pretty good because he's strong to his right He's not accurate to his right, but he will go and get to the free throw line going to the right side. And if people underplay that right hand of his, he's going to go to the rim because he wants to he wants to score points, too. He doesn't want to yeah. be just a defensive player. He wants to get he wants to get to the free throw line. And he's aggressive when he's down here low. And I think uh, I think he had the benefit of Oklahoma not expecting him to do anything. I, yeah, there you go. I agree. Right. Like that's probably like you see Kendall Weaver stats and you see how little he's played this year. And if you're, you're right. Porter Mosier, the OU head coach, you're probably like, all right, let's just put our worst defender on that guy. He's not going to do anything. And Kendall Weaver's like, okay, like, I'm I want to get me, I want to get some of his points too. You're going to put this scrawny ass white dude on me. I'm going to blow by that guy and get an easy layup at the rim. I mean, Weaver had a good year. He was the ACK freshman of the year last year before he transferred. He averaged nearly 10 points a game at UT Arlington. Obviously, a step up in competition going from uh, UTA to the real UT. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's got that spunk to him, man. And 28 minutes last night, a season high for him, and that that's going to be the norm. I don't know if you expect 28 every night, but that guy needs to be out there for around 20 minutes, you would think, every single game, especially if he's going to play like that. Yeah, yeah he's an aggressive player. Yeah, so that was fun to watch, man. Kendall Weaver, Texas does not win that game uh, without Kendall Weaver, especially in the first half, just giving this team a spark offensively. But he was consistent for all 40 minutes last night and hey maybe, maybe i was wrong about the horns down stuff like maybe that was a genius coaching move by rodney terry could be because his group looks galvanized yes like, they do they've been a think. different bunch and if look there are plenty of things you could talk about with this texas basketball team and there are things that you could question about this texas basketball team and what they've looked like this season but one thing you can't question coach is the fact that the players love their coach. They could have easily been like, yeah, screw this guy. He embarrassed us. We don't like him that much. We don't want to play for him anymore. Uh, F that. But instead, they have rallied around their head coach. They have social media. Every player on every team will tell you 
they don't pay attention to the outside noise. Yeah, that's BS. Yeah. Everybody is on their phones. These are college kids. They're always paying attention to the sure outside they noise. They know what everyone said about their head coach, and they have gone to war for him over these last two games, and they have won their two biggest games of the season since that incident went down. So that's a Rodney Terry knew what he was doing there, huh? Yeah, and that's a big road win. I mean, that's, that's an Oklahoma team that is athletic, that loves to run up and down the court, and Texas was up for the battle last night. And from, they were up for the battle from the get. It wasn't It wasn't one of those, you know, yeah, they played better in the second half on defense. They did a good job. But they were ready from the start of that game. They were into that game early last night, yeah. which was good Which was good to see. So, that, you know, now they've got to go. Where do they go? To Provo now? They go to Provo. They got to be on the – they got to be ready to go there too. Yep. Texas, uh, once again, in the middle of this six-game stretch against ranked opponents – we said it before it started. This was uh, going to be a defining stretch of games for this Texas yes, basketball team. So. so far, it's been pretty damn good. They are 2-0. and They will uh, travel to Provo to take on BYU this Saturday. I think that's a 1 o'clock Central Time tip. Um, BYU last night played the University of Houston, and well, they lost. They got a thumping last night. Yeah, they did. They did. I was watching this. I felt pretty good. Houston's pretty good. Um, they are in first place in the Big Twelve right now, and uh, they're the highest. Oh, sorry, I got my, I'm sorry, I got my Houston gear on today. And what are you? You wearing your OU colors today? Come what is on, that? Man. This is this is a memorial. This is a memorial service for OU right here. That's what this is. Should be wearing black for their funeral. <laughs> it's Porter Mosier, the head coach at Oklahoma. Is now 0-5 against Texas. He had to be in shock watching that last night now. I'm telling you. Yeah, Texas has won five in a row in Norman. They've won six in a row overall against the Sooners. you got to go all the way back to 2021, the last time OU has beaten Texas in basketball. So Surprising they don't have a shooter, you know, that somebody can run around the three-point line and hit shots. They just don't have it. No, they don't. They at least didn't last night. Yeah, I was no. not very impressed with Javion McCollum, who no. is OU's leading scorer, the transfer from Siena. He's having a really good year. I've watched OU play a couple of times before last night, but that mm -hmm. guy, credit the Texas defense, right? Credit Tyrese Hunter. You talked about Max Aismas playing some pretty solid defense too, especially for him. Uh, you credit the Longhorns for making life tough for Javion McCollum, but that oh, guy yeah. did not impress me at all. It's like Shania Twain. That don't impress me much. Not I'm very much at all last night, that's uh -huh. for sure. So, yeah, big win for Texas, man. And uh, they are back on track. I mean, we'll see if we get a bracketology. I'm sure somebody will release a bracket this week, but we'll see if Joe Lenardi, the head bracketologist, drops something this week. But I think if the season ended today, Texas would be back in the NCAA tournament field of 68. You know, Saturday was a nice win, but even after that, I don't know if that would have been good enough for Texas to be in the dance Obviously, have a long way to go. Still 12 regular season games, all in this incredibly tough Big 12 conference. So Texas's work is far from over. If but Texas can play just a little above how they're, they're playing, just stay, stay pretty calm and even keel here, that last game in Austin against Oklahoma could mean a lot for both teams. Yeah, it could. You're right. And that's when uh, Texas and OU will play again. The regular season finale, I think March 9th is the date. Yeah, that's a, that can be a huge game for the Horns at home. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Chance to sweep OU. But, uh, you know, hopefully Texas has done enough by that point to solidify themselves sure. in spot in the NCAA tournament. Right. It's always scary when you come down to the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Talking about the regular season and then the conference tournament. Like you do not want to be going up to Kansas City saying we need 
a win, maybe two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. To hear our name called on Selection Sunday. You want to do enough over the next month and a half to uh, avoid that fate. But, um, yeah, that game could be huge. And, and Texas has had Oklahoma's number in recent years, which is uh, really cool to see. And I'm still waiting for Asmus to have that one of those games. You know, when you're talking about the kind of guys he's – the, he's passing by like Elvin Hayes and people like that and passing Rick Mount and all these others. The, well, he's not past Rick Mount, I don't believe, but he's on these all unbelievable scores. When that dude gets off on one, BK, it's going to be a 45-point affair for him. You know, I mean, I'm serious. Back to the days of, you know, of, of Elvin Hayes when those guys were scoring crazy points, like 45 and 50. He may have one of those games in him, I believe. When he gets off on someone, no. When he when he, when he gets off to a, one of those forty point or above uh, games, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. I got to look up the career high for Max Aismas. His season high was 32 in that loss to West Virginia. I mean, he was the only guy doing anything for Texas in the second half of that game a couple weeks back. Yeah, the other but, two spots, he's he's had to have a 40 game somewhere, 40 point game somewhere. Yeah, no? I'm sure he has it uh, at Oral Roberts. I'll, I'll double check that. What was but, the other spot that he played before that? Was he at a Juco? Was no, it only at Oral Roberts? There was another place that he played? No, he spent four years at uh, huh. Oral Roberts. <laughs> no, Rob. He's a yeah, four I got year, a feeling he's at a 40 pointer somewhere. That'd be awesome. Hopefully it's in a win, right? Like hopefully oh, yeah. he just steps up with 20 and 47 point display for us oh, to see. Can you imagine that? Great. That'd be spectacular. So big time win. What a bounce back by Texas basketball. Uh, haven't seen a lot of horns downs in the no. last few days. And you keep winning games and you won't be seeing horns downs and you may have seen uh, some middle fingers yesterday, but you didn't see many horns down. Just win, baby. Al Davis said yeah. it best. Just win, baby. Texas keeps doing that. The Rodney Terry slander will stop, and uh, the horns down will stop as well. So, let me let me ask you something quickly so we'll get, let's get this out of the way because we don't spend a lot of time on baseball unless your Rangers are playing. But the three guys going to the Hall of Fame, three legits, three legitimate players, you know, uh, headed to the Hall of Fame. And I, I think I, I think they got that one right right there. I do sure. too. I do too. There's one that they did not get right though, and that's a guy who got left out of this Hall of Fame class. We got that, one more shot left to go for him, huh? Yeah, that is the uh, former Astros great Billy Wagner, who's one of the best closers in the history of the game. Mm -hmm. And he's got better numbers than some of the closers who are already in the Hall of Fame. So uh, I think it's a joke that Billy Wagner's not in yet. You're right. He's got one year left on the ballot. He was five votes away from getting in yesterday. Oh, come on, guys. Get him in there. And his percentage has gone up every single season. So if that trend continues, then Billy Wagner will get in in his 10th and final year on the ballot. But this whole process is such a joke. Like, the guy's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. If you want to have, like, a first ballot, if you want to, you know, separate guys yes. from first ballot versus not first ballot, that's fine. But to make a guy like Billy Wagner who – is definitely getting into the Hall of Fame and should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to make him wait 10 years for that bit. Yeah. That's a that's a joke. That's a bad bit right there from the MLB writers who are always sitting on their high horse thinking they're better than everybody else. But uh, that was the one omission, the one thing that they got wrong. But the three guys who did get in, they got right. Adrian Beltre, you know, Texas Rangers legend, also mm -hmm. did great things for Seattle for a number of years. 
uh, played in Boston for a couple of years, started his career with the Dodgers, but yep. had his best days with the Rangers. That guy's one of the best third basemen of all time. He was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, got 95-plus percent of the votes, which if you didn't vote Adrian Beltre in, you should have your ballot taken away from you. Stripped. I mean, ridiculous. I think there was like 15 or 19 people who didn't have Beltre in, and that's the dumbest thing ever. Uh, but he got in. Joe Maurer, the longtime Twins catcher. Beast. Yes. Beast, one of my favorite players. Destined to be a Hall of Famer from the day he entered Major League Baseball. Yeah, I mean, awesome career in Minnesota. One of my favorite players growing up. And I was a catcher back in the day, Buck. Oh, yeah, you've always been a catcher. That's for sure. Baseball-wise, have to throw that (laughs) caveat in there. Just just in case. Uh, I just like, I I tried to model my game after that guy. I mean, I was one 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 billionth. I was short as shit as a kid, so and I was I was short and fat, and I was bad. So really, I was nowhere close to Joe Maurer. I did a horrible job modeling my game after him. But uh, now nah, he was a great player in Minnesota for a long time. I think three times, yeah, yeah. Gold Glover. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Only one of only six catchers ever with at least three Gold Gloves and three Silver Sluggers. Also won three batting titles in his career. Was a American League MVP in 2009. And yeah, 15 years with Minnesota was very good for all of them. And then Todd Helton. Yeah. At one point was the starting quarterback at the University of Tennessee. Wow. Before some guy named Peyton Manning came in and took his job and also did some weird stuff to a trainer there. Come on, Todd. No, that was Peyton who was doing the weird stuff to that trainer. Remember that story? I remember that story. Yeah, but Todd Helton, longtime Colorado Rocky, uh, really, really good. Great bat. Great bat. Yep, yep. And uh, let me see if I can find his number. Three gold gloves, 369 home runs, more than 1,400 RBIs, a 316 career hitter. All that was boosted because he played at Coors Field. But that's okay. Still a great career. Or Todd Helton, and yeah, all three of those guys incredibly deserving. It's a good class. Yeah, and when you when you talk baseball, it makes me happy to know that I've got a little baseball player right here too. I've got a little Hall of Famer right here too. See this guy? This is what the is that, is that why you brought this up? You just wanted what? to talk about Derek Jeter? No, we don't do. Do I ever talk about Derek Jeter? Seriously? <laughs> yes. He's been, he's been quiet for months back here. He didn't get to go to Louisiana on the trip to see their, what their traditions are of peeing on the floor, I would have taken him into the toilet with me and put him on the floor. You think they would have pissed on him? Oh. You think if I had put him on the floor, they would have knocked him over? I would have pissed on him. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. You can't talk baseball without that guy. Come I'll on, tell you, man. I'll tell you what. If you wanted to keep Jeter clean in a Louisiana bathroom, you should have put him inside the toilet. <laughs> yeah, really? Nobody pees in there. They all missed and hit the ground. If you wanted oh to make God. sure he stayed clean, then yeah, put him in One the bar. all-time favorite traditions. Go to Louisiana so you can watch the people piss on the floor. Uh, next time oh, I go there, favorite. I'm going to do that. I'm just going to be like, I don't need the toilet. I'm going to just uh, take a leak right doesn't here. doesn't matter where you now. are, except for where we stay. Everything was good. We did a great job because we're out of town guests. If anybody from Louisiana would have stayed at the at the uh, mansion there, you know, it would have been at different. Governor's mansion? At the governor's mansion, yes. Oh, God. All right, so there's your baseball. Some numbers on Adrian Beltre, who's – I mean, look, I, I grew up in the Metroplex, obviously. Wasn't uh, he one of your favorites? Oh, man. 
Oh, man. Like, I, I was watching this on MLB Network when the announcement dropped last night, and I, I had a tear or two in my eye. Cool. Uh, I mean, I just love that guy. And and he's one of those guys that, like, it didn't matter what team you rooted for. You loved him. He's one of the most entertaining players in the history of the game. He's obviously one of the best. I mean, he's one of four players in the history of the sport, regardless of position, to have 400 home runs, 3,000 hits, and at least five gold gloves. So you talk about an all-around player. A guy yeah. who hit for contact, guy who hit for power, a guy who played tremendous defense. I mean, Brooks Robinson level defense at the yeah. high corner. There's a guy that uh, you will know very well. Uh, just the total package, also hilariously entertaining. He had this weird thing, and I'll, I'll see if I can find some videos uh, of this later. But he would hate when people touched his head, and whenever someone tried to like a teammate or an opposing player or anybody, you know, he just. When any, whenever anyone tried to touch his head, he would lose his mind. He would like basically square up like he was ready to fight you. Uh, and it was so funny to watch. And his teammates would always try to irritate him by like trying to touch his head after he hit a home run. And he'd get so pissed. It's so funny to watch. I wonder if his mom would get on social media and said, hey, don't touch my son's head. He doesn't no. like that. He doesn't like that. Don't no. touch his hat or his helmet. Don't touch his glove. Leave my son. Leave my son alone. Oh my God! Let me see if I can. Uh, let me see if I can. All right. Here's here's a little video. Hopefully this doesn't get us in trouble with the YouTube copyright folk. Come on, folks. We're always on the prowl. But here's Adrian Beltre after a home run he hit for the Rangers. This is just him. Him in the dugout. And look, everyone's trying to touch his head, and he he picks up a bat like he's about to whack somebody with it. Well, you don't get hit with that bat. He gets so mad that people keep trying to touch his head. Look, Elvis Andrews is like rubbing his head. He picks up the bat and he's like, dude, get don't, off touch my, don't touch my head, dude. Oh, so funny. So, yeah, well deserved. I'm like, I got buddies who are Rangers fans who are like, we got to go to Cooperstown to watch that I'm induction. Not, not. It uh, could be my excuse to get up there for the first time. So, uh, yes, three new Hall of Famers. In Major League Baseball, it's Adrian Beltre, it's Todd Helton, it's Joe Maurer. Uh, Astros, Astros fans are hopeful that Billy Wagner gets in Get next year. Next year. They sh he should be in there. Agreed, 100%. Okay, uh, before we move on, we'll get back into Texas OU and basketball. We've got some Texas football to talk about as well, and uh, plenty of NFL and NBA conversations, too, over the next hour and a half. Got to give some love, Buck, to some of our great sponsors. Absolutely. Let me tell you folks about Relax the Back. They embrace the holistic approach for a healing uh, and their life and for your lifestyle. And my back couldn't be happier. My back feels fantastic today. I know it's been wet, a little cold, but it's feeling good from being in this Relax the Back chair. This mo their motto is live wellness. And folks, you can go over there right now and look at some of their uh, zero gravity recliners that they have, the Tempur-Pedic pillows. If you're having struggles at night sleeping because you're beating up that pillow of yours, that piece of junk like the one that I have, nasty pillow that I've had for 10 years, which I need to get a Tempur-Pedic pillow for sure over at Relax the Back. They've got all of those for you. So they said zero gravity recliners, stand-up desk, and then they have these unbelievable chairs, whether it's at your home, home office, or at your office office. Do get yourself in one of these comfortable chairs. It's going to really help your thoracic back, your lumbar area. It's going to help your shoulders. Uh, your elbows. I, I love this chair, really. I, I have real, real problems without this chair. And thanks to the folks who relaxed the back over 20 years, I have the comfort that I need. And my back has the comfort. They've got two incredible stores, the Hill Country Gallery across from Whole Foods 
And of course, up in North Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the container store. Folks, you need to live pain-free just like the buck and relax the back. Yes, indeed. And uh, shout out to Steven, by the way. Steven, you are a winner of our $50 Cover 3 gift card giveaway that we did on yesterday's program. Uh, So make sure you reach out, Steven. Shoot us a text on the code of text line, 512-222-9328, or uh, send me a DM on Twitter. We'll make sure we can uh, get you Yeah, because if you don't use it, we will use it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love Cover 3. I'll give them some love right now. It's my favorite sports bar in the city. Uh, I got to go get me some lunch at Cover 3. That might be my lunch today. Oh, now you're talking. You're going to bypass 7-Eleven for lunch today? I might get some rollers on the way and then go (laughs) get some lunch. We don't discriminate here. We love all of our sponsors. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Cover 3, the Anderson location, one of my favorite spots in the city. When you think sports bar, you're like, all right, well, they got TVs. That's cool, but the food's probably going to – no, 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 no. The food is incredible at Cover 3. Dude, can you imagine they had the TVs in 7-Eleven, what you would be like? You'd pull up a chair – and sit at 7-Eleven yeah. and watch TV and eat all day long. Oh, with all of the construction workers? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Oh, my you'd, God. You'd be the guy there swatting your hands away from the rotisserie. Get your hand out of there. I had like touch f- those. 14 Slurpees, like oh, my eight God. jalapeno cream cheese rollers, oh, eight steak Debbie's. and cheese. Some some little Debbie's. Oh, oh, man. Give me a pint of ice cream. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're doing two reads in one here. Shout out to 7-Eleven. Uh, our guy Ashish, our gal Wendy, they own oh, yeah. and operate four different 7-Elevens in the Austin area. Can't thank them enough for their continued support. We are uh, big fans. I've been a 7-Eleven customer since I was a kid. Uh, love Me that too. place. And I haven't been a Cover 3 customer since I was a kid because they didn't have it in Dallas. But since I moved to Austin in college, I was going to the old downtown location that they used to have of Cover 3. Okay. One year I lived right across the street from that downtown location at Cover 3. Now I go to the Anderson location. They've got the one in Round Rock. They've got cover two as well off of Lake Line. Uh, yeah, great food for a sports bar. Of course, happy hour five days a week. Great drinks, great chairs, comfortable seats. They've got the nice right. booth there too. And um, all the games on all year round. By the way, we should mention this, and we're going to mention this a few times throughout the day. The Buck and I will be on location yes. tomorrow morning from 8 to 10 at Rose haven venue yes on on 290 our girl christy from cakes rock if you've listened to us for a while you know about cakes rock you know about christy and you know how we feel about christy and cakes rock Uh, this is her this is her new venue it's not just cakes she's got amazing breakfast food that's going to be available tomorrow we will be there from 8 to 10 she will be open we're talking cinnamon rolls we're talking kolaches we're talking mm. biscuits. We're nah, talking biscuit yes. and sausage. I mean, oh. everything. So I'm looking. You, I'm looking forward to, to to helping her out. The venue is beautiful, and you know okay. she's made some beautiful rose gardens in the back. Now the roses aren't out this time of year, but when the spring comes, when those babies pop back there, it's a beautiful venue. You know, if you're, you're if you're having some ceremonies out there, if you're having little graduation parties. That's the place that you want to be. It's right beside. It's right close to where the old mayor of Cedar Valley, that would be Bucky Godbolt, used to reside there. There's an Exxon station. Uh, there's Daniel Stone right there beside her. It is really, or it's called Site One now. It's not Daniel Stone any longer. It's called Site One, where you get your stone and gravel and everything. It's right in between those two locations, right off of 290. So come in and have breakfast. I'm buying the, your first kolache. BK's buying your 10th kolache. 
Anything in between, you're buying. You're on your own for those, yeah. but uh, we got you for number one and number ten because we're just that nice, you know. Yes, we got can you. you. Can you eat in between, could you eat ten kolaches? They're like those little wieners. It was like, are they edible? That no, you can't eat ten of those. Could I eat ten kolaches or ten wieners? What are you asking? Well, I know you can eat ten wieners. Could you? I mean, the kolaches have the little buns on them. Can you do I, that? Why did I say that? I don't know why. Uh, you said that. Yeah, They're of course. Small. Yeah, you could down those. Yeah, in the yeah, course of a breakfast, I could eat a hundred kolaches. Now you're talking good. All right. All right, here's some of the pictures of the food that is going to be available tomorrow. Ooh. Look at those yeah. cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls, yes, definitely. You're, oh, gonna, yeah. you're gonna have to break your no sugar deal for this. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Yeah, my wife's having a a, a, a big birthday. I can't tell you how big, but. Uh, Chris is going to make a cake, and when she makes a special cake, look out. God, is that sausage in a biscuit? Sausage in yep. a biscuit? No. <laughs> you ever I'm seen that throw before? Some, throw some syrup on top of that bad boy. Get you after could. it tomorrow. Yes, I'm putting She'll, on four pounds tomorrow. A little cheese on that bad boy, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to put on at least three pounds tomorrow. Sunny, uh, with that in my body, great. Are you playing golf tomorrow? Yes. Oh, you might need a nap on the course. <laughs> That's all right. After this. That's video. all right. That's uh, so look, all right, man. Looking forward to that. Hope to see all of you people out there with us tomorrow. All my dripping spring brethren, come on down. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, you uh, you clearly want to talk about Dak Prescott in the Dallas yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, I'm very disappointed. I'm not disappointed. I should know. Micah, you could feel that coming. I, You know, last week I was tooting the horn that, that – they they like Dak Prescott. He's done some wonderful things for the Dallas Cowboys, but they don't believe he's that type of leader to take them really over the hump. Okay, 12 wins, not enough for his teammates or Cowboys fans. They feel like they deserve more, which they they probably do. But more so than anything, I don't think I don't think he's got that kind of love that you think his teammates have for him. Because some of this stuff that's coming out behind the scenes, that's 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 spoken to his relatives. That's how that stuff comes out. That doesn't just happen. Mom and brother don't just start bringing that up without somebody who's involved in it saying stuff to them. That's how that happens. Yeah, and God, before that playoff game, I would have told you that all of Dak's teammates have his yeah. back, right? Despite the previous postseason struggles that he had, despite how bad he was last year, because he was not very good last year. At times, it felt like the Cowboys were winning in spite of Dak because he led the NFL in interceptions despite missing a few games with injury. Uh, despite all of that, I would have told you that no, like everybody in that locker room has Dak's back and they believe in him. But man, what has happened since that embarrassment? And it was an embarrassment. It was Green Bay Packers a couple of weekends ago has been embarrassing uh, for the Dallas Cowboys and for Dak Prescott. So I'll I'll share the screen. It started with CD Lamb's mo uh, mom taking to Facebook, and where is it here? I think here we go. Yeah, C.D. Lamb's mother taking to, to or excuse me, yeah, this is Facebook. This is just on Twitter where I'm pulling up these Facebook posts. But uh, Lita Ramirez is her name, and she just posted, Dak isn't it. Wow. And then somebody comments, tell the youngin to come to the home team. C.J. would love him. Talking about Houston. And Lita Ramirez says, shit, I wish he would. C.J. is great. Obviously talking about C.J. Stroud. And then there's more. 
He don't want to win a ring. Talking about Dak Prescott. Yeah, so that's she, that, that. That's that. Nobody's mother should be out there doing. I mean, that's and then one more, team. one more buck. Leader yeah. Ramirez. They need to get rid of his ass. It's guys on that team that want a ring. They work too hard. It's the mother of C.D. Lamb on Facebook saying that the other Cowboys players want to win a Super Bowl, but Dak Prescott doesn't. Yeah, that's 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 way over the top. That's that's something that you know if your if your mother. Yeah, we all know how much our mothers care about us. They want to be in our business. They want to be in our lives. But that's you barking to your mom about what's going on right there. Because most mothers, if you tell your mother, hey, mom, this is between you. I'm going to tell you this. You know how I feel. But this is between you and me. That's my business. That's what I do for a living there. Just you and I. You can understand my disappointment, maybe in DAC or whatever. I mean, but it shouldn't go any further than that. It shouldn't go to another brother. It shouldn't go to anybody else in the household. It's between her and her son. That should never get in the media. Now I know, I know you can't you can't tell your mother what to do. But if you did say to your mother, "I don't want this going any further," than that and you had a serious conversation, that means you're yapping around the house every time you see your mom. You're complaining about your quarterback not getting you the ball enough or whatever. That's lack of respect for I think the player, also about what she, what he really feels about Dak, but. But if you tell your mom not to say something, your mom's not going to do it. Your mom's not going to say anything. Remember on draft night when CeeDee Lamb got picked by the Cowboys? Uh, there was the video of him getting drafted at his watch party. Mm -hmm. And he had two phones, right? He was on the phone with the Cowboys getting picked with one of them. And then his girlfriend at the time, I don't know if they're still dating or not. Remember she grabbed oh, his yeah. other phone and tried to look at it. And he reached over and grabbed it right back and basically was like, you don't get this. He should have done that to his mom instead, taking her phone away. I mean, what what could CeeDee Lamb have to complain about? That guy led the NFL in catches this year. Like, Dak Prescott got him the ball more than any quarterback, got any receiver the football in the league. Yeah. And he made CeeDee Lamb a ton of money. Now, CeeDee did too. He's awesome. This is not like, oh, Dak made CeeDee. No, 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 no. Monster. But what could CeeDee be mad about? No, it's, possibly it's, be bad about after the year that he just had with Dak Prescott throwing him the ball. Yeah, well, I know this. His mom had to, to watch that television broadcast of announcers talking about these two are having a hissy fit between each other. And she had to listen to all of that, just like, you know, like both of those guys had to listen to it. And maybe there was nothing going on, but announcers are making they, they thought something was going on. They're just they're just saying what they think they see and, and probably nothing going on at all. But. To the if, if you're just watching the game, you thought something was going on. Sure. You can make it, you know, you can make an assumption that there's not they're not happy with each other right now, just by the body language. Guys have been around sports enough to see the body language. It's not, they're not on. There's something going on between them. Well, mom had to listen to that the whole time, too. Yeah. But but her son, her son's got to say to her, Hey mom, if I say something about my my teammates or about what's going on in this organization, that's between you and I. That you can't go on your social media and say something. That's my job. That's what yeah. I do for a living. I know you want to protect me. I know the brother of whoever else, Micah Parr, I know they want to protect who they have, but you can't do that to your brother and you can't do that to your son. Right. That's and that's why I, and I and I and I truly believe that I, I believe that a lot of guys feel that way about uh about Dak Prescott. They think he's an okay guy, but they don't think he can take them where they want to go. Now they're a part of it too. They got to they got to do better themselves, you know what I'm saying? But they're yeah. looking, but they're but they're 
but the people that are relatives are looking for somebody else. The relatives don't like to blame their kinfolk. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's not CD's fault. It's not Michael. It's not Parsons. I mean, he's a he's a beast. It's got to be Dak Prescott. So let's blame it on that guy. Yeah. But that stuff needs to be quiet. That 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 will kill that will kill your team right there. That right there is enough to screw it up. And they don't have enough. Uh, they don't have enough guys who you would think that they have guys that people would listen to, like the owner or the coach. They don't give a shit about those. I mean, they, Jerry's not going to be the one to stop that, and he should be. He's the owner. He pays the checks. He's the Jerry's, guy. Jerry's going to go on a radio show and comment about it, right? Yeah, and there's yeah. Going to be more I mean, headlines surrounding the Cowboys because that's just all he cares about. They need more grown-ups in the room or on the team, and I don't know if they have it. You know, I would think their big tackle who's been there, who's going to be an all-pro, who's been there 100 years, can do that. But that guy now is on his way out. He's at the latter part of his, you know, you know, tw- nine years ago, he could have come in there and said, hey, enough of this. Want to hear about your mom talking about this and stuff like that. But he can't do that now. You know, he's barely surviving every year. Hopefully he can, you know, last a couple more years. So him jumping up in the locker room is a little bit different at his age. And and, and the guys that are involved are the stars. It's yeah. C.D. Lamb and Micah Parsons. It's their kinfolk that are doing this weird stuff. Tell them, I mean, like his, like Micah Parsons' brother? Yeah, Micah Parsons' brother was also uh, going public with his comments on Dak Prescott. He called Cowboys fans clueless. He accused the Cowboys of great crimes being done to Micah by his own organization. And I talked about how much money Dak Prescott is making. He criticized the coaching staff and then said, y'all are going to miss Micah when he's gone, insinuating that uh, Micah Parsons would not want to re-sign in Dallas because he's the best player in the world and everybody else on that team sucks. Yeah, that dude is going to take the money. If Jerry Jones offers him the money, he'll be a Dallas Cowboys. Who the hell is he kidding? And who's his brother kidding? If they're there, and they should open up the Brinks car for that guy. But who's his brother kidding? Oh, he's not. Was he going to play because he wants to win a championship? No, he wants the kind of money that they're talking about. He'll he'll help them still get to a championship game. But that dude, you don't his his brother talking. Who I don't know if he even played football or whatever. Why is he talking? Why is he talking for his? That's something. Now that's hard to do. Now I would be able to say to my mother. Please don't do that. Please don't put my business out there. But your brother, that dude may go out there. No matter what you say, that dude still may start yapping about it. That's harder for, I believe, the brother. I mean, man, we saw Patrick Mahomes' goofy brother acting like an ass for two years. But Patrick Mahomes probably finally put the kibosh on it. That guy, you don't even hear about that dude anymore. You know? Mahomes' brother? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, he, he finally, I think Patrick Mahomes finally said, hey, listen, dude, you know, you're toting my bag and everything else, and I'm letting you do all this talking, and you're doing your TikToks and social media stuff. But guess what? It needs to end now. I'm trying to Shut be the, up, bitch. I'm trying to be the best football player in the history of the game, and I don't need you to. You don't have to tag along, but you don't have to put anything. Don't embarrass me. You know. Yep. yep. I think Mahomes hit him with uh, the rock there. Oh yeah. Uh, Micah Parsons did take to his own social media, as he so often does, and said, I love my team, my brothers in the city of Dallas, and I'm more committed than ever to bring a championship to the greatest fan base on earth. So Micah Parsons distanced himself from the comments. He also said that anything my brother says is not reflecting my opinions. Yeah, because you can't stop your brother. Right. He said all the right things. but But you shouldn't have to stop your mother. All you have to do is tell your mother, Mom, this is my job. This is what I do. 
I really would, if I tell you something, it's just got to stay between you and I. No matter how you feel about me and want what's best for me, you can't go to your Facebook, your bypass, unpass, whatever passes you do. You can't go to that and start talking about players on the team. Let's just keep it between us. Your mother would do that. Your mother right. would say, okay, you're right. Yeah, well, obviously he couldn't get to her before she posted those comments. I'm not yeah. sure if they've been deleted. Uh, I haven't heard about any more comments since then coming from the mother of C.D. Lamb, but uh, it's bad. And I'm not saying that they don't feel that way. The guys don't. The guys don't feel that well, way. It's like I, look, the quarterback always gets more credit when things go right, and he always sure. gets more blame when things go wrong. We know this, but like C.D. Lamb had a couple of drops in that game. Micah Parsons was a non-factor. In that game against Michael Parsons, Bay. at the end of the year, seems to talk has talked a lot this year, and he's kind of disappeared a little bit. I know he's a great player, and the team started looking at him and say, "Let's just run at his ass. He weighs a buck fifty. Let's go ahead and get after him in the run game." The Green Bay Packers went after him when he's at the de defensive end, and he does. And he's a social media darling, and and so be it. That's that's the what he wants to do. But he does a lot of talking during the course of the season and in big games, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Just do it. I have yep. to talk about it. We can, we notice it. Look, he's, you know, he's one of the best players in football, but he's, uh, he's on the Cowboys and the Cowboys in the last two and a half decades have this reputation of being great in the regular season, but not showing up in the playoffs. That's been, I don't know if he showed up in that, in the, no, in the no, game. No, Green Bay, like go, go back and watch Green Bay literally made it their point of emphasis on offense to take Micah Parsons out of the game. Like that was their number one goal. They brought extra blockers. They were double teaming sure. him. They were pulling guys to take him out of run plays. I mean, it was, uh, it was clinical like Green Bay. They're like, okay, this is their best player. We're going to do whatever we can to mitigate their best player. Right. Uh, still the great, the all time great players find a way around that. Right. Like it's, you know, other all-time all great defensive players have been like, oh, okay, your game plan is to stop me. Well, F your game plan. I'm going to rip that to shreds, and I'm still going right. to get mine. Micah Parsons didn't do it. So, yeah, it's just like it, it's it's more than just Dak that cost the, – they gave up 48 points. They gave up 48 points in that game. And Micah Parsons was on that defense that gave up damn near a 50-burger to Green Bay. And you're going to sit here and say – Oh, it's only the quarterback's fault why we lost the game? Give me a break. They couldn't yeah, I mean, stop that's, a nosebleed. Yeah, I mean, that's like a strong owner is going to come out and say, you know what, I've got to do better, but the players, we can't be doing this to each other. You know, we're, we're, we're close enough. We have enough talent, but we can't have this stuff that, that will pull the threads. I mean, that thing, that thing will just unravel with this kind of talk. It really, really will. And I could feel, I mean, like I said, I start, remember I started talking about it last week. I'm saying they don't believe in this guy. There's something within that organization that the players can pretend they believe in Dak Prescott, but I'm, you, I think you're seeing it firsthand. They don't because your best players are going, no, they're telling their families because that's how it gets out. It doesn't just, you know, as I said, your mother just doesn't come up with that. She can be protective of you, but you've said something to your mom on occasions for her to think it's okay for her to go out and put it on her Facebook and stuff. You, have, you're, you yourself, the player, has said things to your mom. In order and and didn't say to your mom, hey, you probably may have taken it for granted. Did your mom would say just say if I'm saying this, mom, it doesn't go out. Well, you got to sit down with mom and say, truly, mom, you want to know how I feel. This is what I feel about what the situation is. But you can't say it. If somebody's okay. going to say it, let me say it. But I'm going to say it to you, and let's just keep this in our house. You know, you're probably right. Uh, you know, she could come up with her own opinions. Michael Parsons' brother can come up with her own opinions, but. 
Uh, look, everybody complains to their kinfolk about work at some sure. point in their life. So absolutely, yeah. What, what you're saying is uh, is is probably not far off, but it's just, golly, it's so much finger pointing in, in Dallas instead of just accountability. There's no accountability. Yeah, and I, and I, anywhere. And I, I didn't even think about that with C.D. Lamb. I just know that, like you said, I, I remember his that 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 when he got drafted and all that little semi little bit of drama that made people go, oh, what, oh my girl, is he talking to another girl? Is his girlfriend pissed? Just drama that you really don't need on on that. That's a special day for you. Yeah. It's a special day for like six people. So, but it, there, there's just, it doesn't, not not with the Cowboys organization, there's not enough strong leadership there for that. Yeah. Little yeah. things can tear that group apart. That That's like more evidence that Mike McCarthy's probably not a good head coach. Now, some of that stuff is uncontrollable for any head coach because with social yeah. media, it's easier to, post your thoughts and complain about stuff than ever before. Lamb had, like you said, he had a great year. How many times, how many more balls does he need? I don't know. And then Dak Prescott's brother, Tad Prescott, uh, to add to this conversation, tweeted a few days ago, if I could get Dak to leave Dallas, I would. I want him out of Dallas. The city and organization have been great to he and our family, but done with the drama and the so-called fans. He loves this team and wants to bring it rings. So now Dak's brother is out defending Dak, saying, like, no, he really cares about this, and you fans who are turning your back on him, despite him being in the MVP conversation and probably finishing second place for the MVP award when it's all said and done, uh, you guys aren't respecting him, so F y'all. Well, he's going to want he's gonna want a contract before he starts this year. I know he's got a year left on it. They're probably not going to give him one, but I think this, this will be uh, – because if he wins, BK, he'll want out. If he wins, if he gets to a Super Bowl and he's in the, in the Super Bowl and say they won, that duel will want out. He'll say, screw oh, that. No, why? What if you win? You want to keep winning. Why would you leave after man. winning a You're, Super Bowl? No, no. That guy's not, no. He's got, no. Dallas, Dallas has one more year of Dak Prescott. That's I it. don't know. Okay, what happens? We're, we're all sitting here, and I've done this too. We're all like, okay, hey, just let Dak play out the final year of his contract, right? Like, make him earn it. Uh, if he plays well, he gets a new contract. If he doesn't play well or if the Cowboys flame out in the playoffs early again, then he's walking and you bring somebody else in next offseason. Uh, here's something that not enough people are talking about. What if Dak holds out? Well, that's what I was thinking, too. What if he, yeah, what if he said, that's right. What, what happens when he doesn't show up to camp? What do you do? Because he's going to count 55, 56 million against your salary cap next year. You can't just play a hardball with him and say, no, nah, we're cool with you not playing. We're cool with that money just sitting. Like, you've got to pay him. What do you do? Oh, people are going to go, well, we'll just go with Cooper Rush. That's what that's what it'll be. Well, he's a free agent. You go with Trey Lance? Oh. He didn't make that trade to go get Trey Lance last offseason, right? Yeah, just throw him into it now because <laughs> he's been so good. Yeah. You know, he's been so good in the past. Yeah, you let Trey Lance start week one, and then you'll, you're like, okay, Dak, what do you want? Yeah, okay, yeah. you can have it. They're, you think their mamas and brothers will be talking about Dak? Where do they get a hold of Trey Lance? Yeah, so it's, it's just a mess. Just not a lot, just not enough leadership. And you know what? Uh, even though Jerry Jones, Jones is the owner, boy, you'd wish Mike McCarthy could step in and say, dude, let's not, let's come on, guys. But he's, that guy was fighting for his job. He's still fighting for his job. Every every second he comes through the hallways and up there and up, up in Dallas, he's they're going, shit, is this our guy? Is this our guy? Really? Hell, the people around him don't have enough faith in him. Starts at the top, doesn't it? Yes, I mean, it does. That's the one consistent throughout the 
last two and a half to nearly three decades of suck for the Dallas Cowboys. It's Jerry Jones, the owner who won't fire himself as the general manager. And he's the judge, jury, and executioner for all things Cowboys football. And, well, he has executed the Cowboys. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm watching, I'm, and, and, and I know it's at the top, the, the Hunt family in Kansas City and Andy Reid. Dude, they don't even put up with this kind of stuff with players talk. I mean, they don't even put up with it. I mean, Kelsey threw his helmet down, and Andy Reid was telling the trainer, don't give him his helmet back. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid was bumping into his tight end. Like, I mean, they, dude, don't do that. Don't embarrass our team like that, throwing your helmet. They, they traded Tyreek Hill, like yeah. one of the best players in football. He was complaining about stuff. He was asking for more money. And the Chiefs are like, we don't need you. And they haven't. They won a Super Bowl the first year without Tyreek Hill. And they're in the AFC Championship. (laughs) Like, like, look, Tyreek Hill would obviously help. He's a great player. But, you know, it's like, all right, no, you're detracting from our goal here. You are causing unnecessary headache. So we don't need that. We're going to get rid of you. We feel good enough about what we have here to where we can ship you out of town and we're going to be fine. We're bringing and, people off the street to play wide receiver for one of the greatest quarterbacks in the game. Yeah, and we still, we, we want that instead of having you being a diva over the top and taking all the limelight to you. Yeah, I mean, but the Cowboys have nobody that can stand up and say that. They just don't have it, a person. As, as you said, it should be the owner of the team. It should be yeah. the guy writing the checks. Owner or GM. And unfortunately, it's yeah. neither of them because they're the same person. And Jerry Jones just doesn't want to do that. No, it's, All right. it's, almost, it's almost overhaul time, but it won't be overhaul because the guy who owns the team is still the same, the general manager too. And that's why someone needs to kill him. <laughs> that's it. I mean, someone's got to be selfless. <laughs> they've got to take one for the team, and they've got to find a way. Oh, my God. Well, not just Jera, but the entire Jones family. <laughs> they all gotta go. Yeah, because if Jerry dies, what then the da- what about that daughter that he's who's now his true daughter? He's having to pay for. Remember the one he had in hiding? She got to go too. She not have, have the Jones name. Okay, well, as long as she's not in line to take over the team, if something happens to Jerry, then she's fine. But if she is, she got to go know. too. Oh, someone, yes, you know, someone's just got to take one for the team, man. If you're a wow. real Cowboys fan, all these diehard Cowboys fans out there, then you got to do what's best for the organization. We all oh. know what's best for the organization. Oh, we do. Just someone's got to, uh, got to do it. That's just yeah. unnecessary. After, after going through, it's just a, it's an unnecessary deal that to, to kill that the owner of the team. Well, no, that's yeah, that's unnecessary too. But <laughs> the fact that these guys are are grown men professionals having their relatives involved in their business. This is their business. Now this isn't, this isn't, this isn't college anymore. It's not high school mom going up to the coach and the dad meeting the coach after the game or stuff. This is the real deal now. Yeah. This, this involves guys who are making commercials and, and stuff their, their livelihood. It's uh it's the never ending circus of the Dallas Cowboys. And For sure. They usually don't play deep into January, but they're always gonna give you something to talk about deep into <laughs> yeah, January. No doubt. That's what they do. All right. We are uh, through the first hour. We'll talk some more Texas basketball. Of course, the Longhorns picking up that big road victory over Oklahoma last night. We also have some Texas football to get into. Uh, how big of a player will the Longhorns be in the first ever twelve team college football playoff? An ESPN article. And that gives us some insight there. But before we do all of that stuff, Buck, how about uh, another sponsor shout out? 
Well, let me let me tell you about what I'm doing. I'm now having a a one of these wonderful drinks from they're called Big Hat. They go to BigHatSpirits.com if we need to find out more information. But they have a non-alcohol drink. It's a mocktail. And BK, it's got all the ingredients that I really, really like. I like lemon. I, just, I love lime. A little hint of orange juice in there, a little orange in there. But it's got ginger. And I'm telling you, that ginger taste of this drink, I did it on ice. I tried it on, over ice last night. Delicious. What a delicious taste. And I've got, of course, I'll have that fruity breath. But for those out there that are worried about alcohol drinks, this is a mocktail. Now, I don't need it to walk around the party making pretend that I'm drinking alcohol. This is a really smooth, tasty drink that is absolutely delicious. And H-E-B is loving it. It's going to start hitting the shelves of H-E-B. And that's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good good chance for people. And once again, I'm not, I'm not saying socially don't, don't behave in a certain way. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, make it, don't make people think that you're drinking alcohol when you're not. It's not alcohol. I'll just tell you flat out. There's no alcohol in it. But if socially you want to, you're around people that are drinking and having their little cocktails, maybe you ought to try this. It is absolutely, and I'm glad Big Hat has, has come up with something that people really will enjoy. They'll enjoy the taste. They'll, they'll enjoy what it has in it. It doesn't have a bunch of sugar in it. And it doesn't have stuff that's going to, a flavor that's going to overwhelm you. Now, I do like ginger, but you know you can't add a little hint of water with it. You're not, a, you aren't a ginger ale drinker probably ever. You probably add your ginger ale with your vodka or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's about all you did with ginger ale. You never drank straight up ginger ale. Not even that. No? Not a ginger ale guy. Neither was I because, you know what, when I drank, I just drank my Jack Daniels straight up. No ice, no nothing. Why waste the ice? You know what I'm saying? Just a waste of ice to me. But this taste, well, I love the taste of ginger. Plus, it's got some some benefits for you, too. And uh, I've got to learn more about this kabucha. Kabuchi without the hoochie. That's what I call it. Kombucha without the hoochie. Kombucha? Yeah, kombucha. It's supposed to be some good stuff. My wife told me about that. She said yeah. you need to read up a little bit on kombucha because it's it's a it's it's got some good some benefits for you, old man. So it's kombucha without the hoochie. You know what I'm saying? No, I actually have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the hoochie is the alcohol part of it. Okay. <laughs> okay, so kombucha with no alcohol in it. Yeah, this kombucha without the hoochie. Oh my so God. I, and I love the taste of it, man. And thanks to the folks at Big Hat and Mike and Troy. I appreciate it. Like I say, you if you want to find out more about this, you know where to find it. You can go, you start finding it at HEB. But if you're in the, the Moody Center, you're going to see Big Hat all over the place, the north end zone of Darrell K. Royal Memorial Stadium. They've got a spot up there. They are big time. They are starting to get it going on. It's a canned cocktail. And yes. one, some have, uh, oh, they have ranch water. Now, I myself think the ranch water is probably really, really good because I know it has water in it. Because I was, it says ranch water right there. Right. Well, most drinks do have some water. Yeah, some water. Mm-hmm. But this one says, like, the water comes right from the ranch, correct? No, I don't think that's what they mean. So or there's something. alcohol in that. I still can't I can't find a way to crack open one of those cans and just figure it out. You can crack one open and hand it to me. <laughs> I'll happily drink a Big Hat ranch water. Those things are delicious. Wow. Yeah, they, they do have the uh, the alcoholic margaritas, the ranch waters. They've got a jalapeno margarita as well. And, uh, of course, if you're doing dry January or if you're like the buck, yeah. you're doing dry forever. They've got the uh, the margarita mocktail as well with zero alcohol. Yeah, get you I don't think people re- I don't think people realize when I say that about the ranch water. Dude, they don't understand how close I came to that. 
it's not a joke. I, I'm naive about, I was very naive about that. And I truly thought that's what it was. Yeah. Thank God you didn't. Wow. Because uh, there were about close. six of them in there, and I would have downed all six. Oh, yeah. That'd have been a problem. Around the parking lot at the Cotton Bowl, <laughs> the State Fair of Texas, trying to find your car that you had parked five hours earlier and you couldn't remember where you were parked. Wow. You're stumbling around in that heat. Yikes. And that said, water, ranch water. I'm just going by what the label says. You know what uh, I'm saying? Yeah. Even uh, though it says kabuchi on it, kabuchi with no hoochie, but it said ranch water. And I asked the lady, I said, do you think I could have one of those ranch waters? I asked the parking lot attendant. She goes, uh, are you, do you, she said, do you need water? And I said, yeah, I'm getting kind of thirsty. How about having me one of those ranch waters? She goes, that's not probably going to quench your thirst, mister. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, had to, I had to talk to the lady at the booth there to tell me that's not water, sir. She goes, I'll, gladly take, she goes, I'll gladly take all six of those off your hand, though. I bet she did. She did. Mm, she certainly hilarious. did. That's hilarious. Shout out to Big Hat, our newest sponsor with us at Texas Sports Unfiltered. How about a TV commercial? Because we can do that here from our friends at Cover BK. Hi, I'm Dan Cover with my wife, Hayden. Welcome to Cover BK. Our newest location in the gorgeous Hill Country includes Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and hundreds of pre-owned and certified vehicles for you to choose from. We have three service departments that are ready to take care of your car, truck, or SUV with 86 service bays to accommodate any repair and get you in and out quickly. Come visit us today to select the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Covert, born and raised in Austin. Oh, yeah. That's right. You get, but don't forget, if you get that covert car now and you don't, you didn't buy it from that facility out there at B Caves. Go out there and get it serviced. They've got all kinds of room out there. If you bought it from the covert family, whether it's in Hutto, uh, Bastrop, and you and you're closer to where we are in B Caves, go ahead and get it serviced right there. Yes, indeed. Plenty of room for you. Absolutely. I saw that commercial on TV last night during the Texas basketball game, and I'm like, oh shit, are we doing a show right now? <laughs> oh, wait, no. no, no the only no. thing they need to do is open up the gates for me on Sunday. No, Find a little spot for the old man to come in there and look at cars. They're not going to do that. Hey, shout no, out to our friends at Woods Comfort Systems as yeah. well. Uh, it will get cold again. Yes, it will. You know that. We know that. The American people know that. That's right. Make sure your heater is ready to go for the real snowmageddon, which is probably coming at some point in February. Our friends at Wood Com uh, Woods Comfort Systems have been around for nearly 70 years, providing the best HVAC and plumbing services all throughout Central Texas. They're the best at what they do. I see those yellow and blue trucks driving around Austin oh, yeah. all the time. Uh, they will help take care of you. If your AC is messed up, if your heater's messed up, if you just want to get it tested, they will take care of all of that. Just go to their website, woodscomfortsystems.com, and uh, you can reach out to them there, or you can give them a call at 512-842-5066. That's 512 512- 842-5066. Woods Comfort Systems, where comfort is our middle name. Yeah, I mean, okay. I don't want to keep bringing up the Cowboys, but it's it's really disappointing when that happens and, 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 that, and you know, for athletes, especially at that level. And because, BK, I, I, see, it in, I see it in high school because I've been around now. I've been around the high school games where you, where you see things like that happen. You know, I, I coached in college forever, so I knew it happened there, you know, when people started to, to get involved in there. But when it gets to this level up here where you're messing with guys' livelihood, I think that's just, I mean, that's silly. I mean, there, there, somebody has to 
take the reins of what's going on, but you just don't know who. It's the world we live in now, Buck. It's just how it is, right? In the age of social media, anyone can have an opinion, and anyone yes. can put their opinion out there whenever and however they want. So you're right. It's frustrating. It's disappointing. It's a bad look for the Cowboys, and it's been a rough month for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, this month started with them blowing out Washington and winning the NFC East and getting the two seed in the NFC, and it's like, oh, this might actually be the year for the Cowboys to do something because they've won 16 straight games at home and they're yeah. going to get two playoff games at home and they can finally get the monkey off of their back and make it to a conference title game. And then since then, it just has all come crashing down. And for the Dallas Cowboys, the bigger story is happening in Houston and what, what their future looks like. And I'm not saying it's happening next year, but they're building towards it. And I know the Cowboys have great mm -hmm. history, but that history is so far in the past now. I mean, it's it's, it's just it's just incredible what you can do with, with the kind of right leadership, you know? Yeah. The, Houston, the Texans are building that, that with, with their leadership. Huh, and, sure. and as much as people were not happy with what was going on with even ownership there, I mean, they've put people in the right positions. They've given people uh, authority, the right people who have the authority. They've given the coach, the players. Uh, people are, they're going to be players that want to come and play with the Texans now. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Uh, yes. Play for D'Amico Ryans, who's one of the most well-respected coaches, not just head coaches, but any coach in the league, and then obviously C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I mean, look, coach and quarterback. You get those two right, you mm -hmm. got a chance in this league. The Texans have them right. The Cowboys, we're not sure. Everybody wants to fire the Cowboys coach. Everyone's questioning whether or not they've got the right quarterback. But in Houston, there ain't no question about D'Amico Ryans. Uh, there ain't no question about C.J. Stroud. Right. The, future, the future for the Texans is definitely brighter than the future for the Cowboys. Now, the Texans have never been to a conference championship game. And the Cowboys drought started before the Texans even existed as a franchise. So it's been longer for the Cowboys since they've made it to the NFL's Final Four. But the Texans, like, that's the next step for them. This was obviously an amazing year. Nobody expected them to do what they did. And they went from three wins to ten wins in a division title and a win in the postseason. Okay? Well, you can't you can't take a step back now. No, right? oh no. Like if they go, you know, eight and nine next year, it's going to be a disappointment. So it's like the next step for the Texans. It's hey, see if you can win two playoff games. So they uh, they expedited the process by having as good of a year as they did. But God, there are so many reasons for optimism if you're a Texans oh fan. Oh my God, they know. got plenty of money, and yep. they got plenty of you know they're you know they've got plenty of reasons for somebody to want to come and play for them. Hundred percent. So no, the. Uh, yeah, the, the sky is clearer for the Texans than it is for the Cowboys. I don't think there's a, too much debate about that. I don't know if the Cowboys are going to be bad next year, but you assume they're not going to win the division because nobody repeats as division champs in the no. NFC East. And obviously they've got a coach on the hot seat and a quarterback potentially on the hot seat as well. So, oh boy, what a, it's going to be a long offseason in Dallas. No question. Oh, it's going to give us a lot to talk about, man. Oh, Come on, Always, man. always. Uh, speaking of the offseason, there is no offseason for talking Texas football on Texas Sports Unfiltered. There you go. We've got some Texas football to talk about. Of course, Buck, next year will be the first year of the 12-team playoff in college football. I don't know how much time you and I have spent talking about that. Are we uh, in favor of the expanded playoff? I am. You're cool with 12? I'm cool with 12. That's fine. You know why? Because it keeps things going. We don't have to. Do we have to wait to a national championship 40 days or whatever it is before we get to? We'll just keep on playing, won't we? Week in, week out. 
Yeah, you, you no longer will have the long gap between conference championship weekend and the semifinal games. Yes. Right, Texas waited a month after beating down Oklahoma State before playing Washington. Uh, that will go away with the expanded playoffs. It'll just that's too be, long. That's that's too long of a that's that's too long in between when you when your body gets motoring and you and you've got that ritual and you've got that schedule and you do that and then you take off a month. I, I I thought they did a fantastic job. I don't think there was a lot of rust on on the teams. Those four teams that played, I thought they looked good. I think other teams were just, the teams they played against were just better. But I think it was pretty competitive. I I really do. I I thought yeah. it was. I thought they did. I thought I thought all the games were really, really pretty decent games. But I couldn't see mm-hmm. that. Oh, they're rusty because they had uh, that that amount of time. But I think it'll even be better now. Two of the three games were competitive. The national title wasn't that competitive. The, the semifinal games were great. But yeah, I mean it's it's different. Like the NFL, one team gets a bye, and the team that plays that team doesn't get a bye. Right. So like everyone has to deal with it in college. So yeah, like uh, some teams I'm sure dealt with some rust. Hell, Texas started the game with a, a false start penalty on offense and an offsides penalty on defense. Well, so they they did that throughout there. the year. That was part of that was part of their that was part of their plan. Now, you know, they yeah. they did that for like 13 games. They were that's the part of the plan. Look, Texas lost, so I'll say the month off sucked. If Texas would have won, I would have said, thank God they had the month off. They needed the month off. That was oh great. Oh, my goodness. That's, you know, that's how I'm going to be. But uh, every, everybody has to deal with it. And then, actually, because some teams will get buys in the college football playoff, it will be more like the NFL, where you will have the, oh, there's that team that is hot. They just played last week. They won last week. They've got yes. some momentum versus the team that just sat and had a week off. So you will start to have those conversations. It won't be a month off. No, 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 no. It won't be a month off, but uh, you will have that difference for teams where it's one team does play, one team does not play. I like it. Prior. So, yeah, like I'm in favor of playoff expansion. I wish it was six or eight instead of 12, but dude, I'll be locked in. It's playoff football. That's the best kind of football. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be some great games. The fact that some of these games are going to be on campus too is very exciting going to make for some tremendous theater and uh, i'm looking forward to it so we're all hopeful and optimistic that texas will be in the 12 team playoff next season of course the longhorns have a lot to replace but it's been a great off season so far horns have hit the portal hard they brought in another top five recruiting class out of high school and uh quinn ewers is coming back and hell a lot of the texas starters will be back in 2024 so even though you know we're moving to the sec there are still plenty of reasons for optimism for Texas to be a national player this fall. And here's this article from uh, ESPN Plus. And I've got ESPN Plus, so I can share my screen with you all. And when I say I have it, I mean my friend's dad has it, and he doesn't know that I'm using it for free. Hello. So we'll take it. So the title of this article is 12 Games with Implications for a 12-Team Playoff. And this is basically a ranking of what ESPN National thinks are the 12 most important games in terms of shaping the CFP in 2024. Number one on this list, Georgia at Texas. You're going to see the Longhorns on this list a few different times. Oh, for sure. But this is this is a massive game, Buck. I mean, Georgia obviously won the last two national championships before this one. They were snubbed from the CFP this year. I think they're going to be preseason number one, even though they, they missed the playoff this year. Uh, they get their quarterback back, and what Kirby Smart has built there is uh, tremendous right now. Absolutely. If anyone's going to be the next Alabama, it's it's Georgia. 
They're not uh, going to be my sleeper. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, oh the preseason number one is not going to be your sleeper? No, they will not be my sleeper, no. You know, this year you had the preseason number two as your sleeper, so I figured you would just one-up yourself by going By the way, how did that one. work out? How did that work out? Yeah, good. They, they cheated their way to a national championship. Of course. They were in yeah. the mix all year long. They That's were right. one of the favorites to win it so all. I picked a great sleeper. Good job by me. Who's your sleeper going to be next year? Do you have one yet? Not yet. It's too early. Too early to tell. I, I would like to try to get Florida State involved in there, but I don't know. I think mm. they had their year. I think they're looking looking at a down year. All those guys, too many guys in the NFL. They lost too many great, I mean great players. Michigan? Now, talking about? No, uh, Florida State. Florida State, sorry. They oh, lost, yeah. They, they lost too much. Dude, people are going to want Mike Norvell fired at this time next year. I agree. Is, which is where they were at this time last year, right? Florida State fans were like, this guy sucks. Then he yes. goes out and has a, a great season. They got screwed. And, and they're probably going to blame that undefeated season on him. Why they didn't get into the playoffs. It's all his fault. Yeah, that, that'd be stupid. For man. winning every game. It's your fault. You won every game. It's your fault. Right. Yeah, it's your fault your quarterback had a catastrophic injury. Uh, late in the season that uh, maybe cost him the Heisman and cost you a wow. spot in the college football playoff. Yeah, Florida State, they uh, they lose a ton. Yeah, I, I don't know. Look, the ACC is not very good. Clemson's reeling a little bit right now. So maybe FSU could still be in the mix, but I don't expect them to run the table no. again like they did. So Georgia-Texas, number one, huge game for both teams. Right after Texas OU, what a two-game stretch that is for the Longhorns, right? A trip to the Cotton Bowl and then hosting – uh, a team that could be ranked number one in the land when this matchup happens. And what a scene that will be in Austin with Georgia oh. teams here. And F1 is that weekend here too Man. out at COTA. Shout out to the COTA text line, 512-222-9328. Uh, yeah, that's a, a massive game. And of course, uh, nice of ESPN to mention what happened the last time Texas and Georgia played in that Sugar Bowl at the start of 2019. Mm. Um did you see Uga died yesterday? No. Uga yeah. passed away. Uga 10 passed away yesterday. Spread Thank the you. ashes all over the place. Thankfully. He lives. Is that what they do? Yeah, I mean, they don't, I don't think they, I, I think they had to take the ashes and put them in little spots all over the, the city of Athens somewhere. You don't think they just have like a nice burial for the dog? And just stick the dog in, in cement and that. Uh, well, they put him in a casket or something. They wouldn't no, just throw him in the no, ground. no. It's a dog. Just put some dirt over him with some stones. That dog's royalty out there, man. Just make sure that the just make sure the buzzers don't dig up the grave and start eating the dog. Yeah, that's, that, all. that's why you put him in a casket, <laughs> right there. You make sure that guy's protected. Uh, no, sorry about that, Uga. Good right. life. Thank God. Yeah, thank God he survived past January first, twenty nineteen, because. Uh, he almost that, he almost got it then. Bevo, uh, yeah, Bevo almost took it to him, and maybe that's why Uga passed when he did. He's like, I don't want to see that guy again. No more. God, because uh, Uga, the new they'll have a new Uga, Uga eleven. Yeah, they'll have a young stupid one. Yes, who will uh, who will be in Austin on October nineteenth? But man, yeah, what uh, as Melissa asked, do you think Bevo will attend the funeral? <laughs> I don't know if he's going to get invited to that one. No. Uh, so that's number one, Georgia at Texas. Number two, Georgia at Bama. That game's always massive. No surprise that you know, that game's going to have CFP implications. Everyone's curious to see what uh, Alabama's going to be with Kalen DeBoer in the first year without Nick Saban. 
I talked to an Alabama guy last night in a conversation I'm going to post on the YouTube channel tonight. Uh, and it, he's confident. I think some Alabama sure. fans are still pretty confident that um, they're not going to take some major step back despite no. the greatest coach in college football history retiring. But yeah, Georgia-Bama, end of September. That is early this year. That might be the conference opener for those two teams. But uh, yeah, the, the two teams who have been the best in the SEC, that's a massive game. Ohio State at Oregon is on this list. That's a conference game now, Buck. That's weird you know, to say. That's awesome. I'm like, October 12th? Why are they playing a non-con game in October? Oh, no. That's a Big Ten matchup. Yes, it is. So Ohio State at Oregon should be a fun one. Uh, Will Howard, the QB at Ohio State. And who's at Oregon now? Because they lost Bo Nix and his great completion percentage, didn't they? Yeah, they'll find somebody. Transfer. Somebody will come out of the portal for some big bucks. NIL money there. Yeah. Oh, they got Dylan Gabriel, the OU guy. Oh, the little lefties there. Yeah, I forgot. I'm like, I know they got somebody out of the portal. Who did they get? Oh, yeah, the little Hawaiian lefty. Uh, thankfully, we don't have to see that guy. No, thanks. Next year. Uh, number four on this list, more Texas. I told you you'd see Texas yes. a lot. These are the 12 biggest games in college football next season in terms of the college football playoff. It's uh, the game in Ann Arbor, Texas at Michigan on September 7th. Uh, it goes without saying, Buck, this is a, a pretty huge matchup for both sides. It's just great for football right there. That's oh. a biggie. I like two, that a lot. Two blue bloods who I think have only played one time, right? That Rose Bowl at the end of the 04 season, the only time Texas and Michigan have ever played in college football, which feels insane. Texas going to the Texas fans going to the big house. Oh, yeah, we got to be up there, man. That's special right there now. Looking on a TSU trip at the start of September. We um, we all saw what a big non-conference road win did for Texas this year. Now, obviously, 12-team playoff, easier to make than a 14-team playoff, but that was the difference for Texas. They got that big win on the road at Alabama in September, and that vaulted the Longhorns into the Final Four at the end of the year. If they win that game in Ann Arbor, I don't know how good Michigan's going to be. I think Harbaugh's gone. We know McCarthy's gone. They're losing, like, all of their offensive line. They're losing Blake Corum, who's their best running back. Like, they're, they're going to be good, but they're not going to be as good. But still, that week two... Michigan's going to be a top five team in the nation. Texas can go on the road and win that one. Big uh, time. Barring a huge collapse, because you could probably afford two losses and still make the playoffs. So barring yes. a huge collapse, Texas will be in the 12-teamer next year. Oh, and that's right. You don't have to play Texas Tech anymore. So, you know, because things will run through Lubbock in, don't in their to. conference. Don't have to or don't get to? You don't get to. You don't get to. You don't get to play them anymore. I kind of wish we did. We beat them by 50 this year. I'm not oh. too worried about the your markers. It's not, not something that scares me a little bit. Uh, we talked about it last week, though. Texas opened up as a very early favorite in that game in Ann Arbor. So, yeah, Texas gets that win. Uh, I'd go a long way into bolstering their CFP resume. And then you're start, starting to talk about, all right, can we be a top four team and get one of those buys in the first round? It's going to be a great. It's going to be a great spring season for people that are interested in spring football all over the country too, to see where sure. some of these teams are losing all these great players, what they look like, and getting, you know, because you can't be at all the practices. But when you, if you have people that are around, you know, love where we have like Chip and Jeff as part of what we do, that is going to be so important this year. 
throughout all of college football to have those insiders is going to be huge. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, hopefully Michigan does not have any of their coaching staff filming oh, Texas no. spring ball. Oh, they'll be out. Their coaching staff will be out. Yeah, yeah. They'll be, uh, with, they'll be yeah, trying with to cameras, film. With cameras. I'm going to be walking around the practice facility <clears throat> just making sure I'm not seeing anything fishy going on. There you go. Some random guy just filming practice from Red River. I'm going to be like, hmm. <laughs> Up on the I-35 looking so down. You're on the fan, I swear. Mm, no. Are you? Are you? Let me check your plane ticket. Hey, Where did you come that'll from? Give the, that'll give the university police something to do, won't it? Oh, no. They're too busy uh, giving out MIPs to <laughs> kids trying to have a good time in college. <laughs> UTPD losers. That would be a uh, great place to start right there, making sure there's nobody filming anything. Yes, I'll volunteer. I'll do it myself. Shoot. Put on a little uniform, mall cop yeah. uni. Nice tracking for Connor Stallions. You know, people, do fly, people do flight trackers to see like if a coach is going to interview at a new job that's open. Uh, I'm going to do flight trackers from Ann Arbor to Austin in the off season just to make Hell sure yeah. that there's any funny business going on. Florida's a lot to be learned in the springtime with some of these teams. Oh, yeah. You got Florida State at Notre Dame number five. Big matchup there. I just don't know how good Florida State's going to be. I don't either. And then what's Notre Dame? They'll be, they'll be better this year even. Yeah. Notre Dame. So Notre Dame is like f really getting punished for the first time for not being in a conference. Oh, yeah. And and I do wonder, like Notre Dame doesn't need a conference. They're fine without it. They've been fine without it. But I do wonder if the rules of this expanded postseason ultimately incentivize the Fighting Irish to get into a playoff because they can never get an automatic bid because they will never win a conference, and they can also never be a top-four seed and get a first-round bye. And they never because, better lose more than two games. Yeah, because they uh, are not in a conference, and they can't win a conference. So they lose more than two games. they got to be a one-loss team, probably. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they can win two, because they usually have a pretty tough schedule. That's uh, true. They're, yeah. yeah. If they maybe. still have, as USC, teams like that still going to be in their schedule? Are they still going to have their rivalries? Let's see if I can find the. Uh, or are they going to have? Are they going to have the Merchant Marine and Navy and Army on their? Oh, schedule? you know who Notre Dame plays to open up the season? Who's that? A and M in College Station. There you go. That's a biggie. Mike Elko's first game, August thirty first. Kyle Field hosting that's the a, Irish. That's a biggie. That's they've a got, monster. They've got that. Yeah, they do have Louisville. I'm not going to pretend that Louisville's good anymore. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. No, no they got uh, at A and M. They play Florida State at home, and they go to USC to end the year. Okay, not a you know no Clemson on the schedule this year. They no Navy, the no Navy season. or Army, no military schools. Well, they they what do play doing? Navy. They always play Navy. Yeah, I gotta throw that in there. Just talking about tough games. Sorry about that midshipman. Thank you for your service. We appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so Notre Dame. Hey, that's a that's a manageable schedule right there. Like they they could lose one game in that. There you go. Uh, but we'll see. They're they're losing the Shark Man, so they've got a new quarterback there in South Bend too. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, always. And then, yep, here's Texas for the third time in the top seven, three of the seven biggest games in college football next season, according to the Four Letter Network, involve the Texas Longhorns. And well, no surprise that Texas OU is uh, is here. Why is it that I can't wait to see those Sooners fans after they won that game and they played down in the Alamo Bowl? Hey, how was your trip to – wait till I start giving them, how was your trip down to San Antonio? 
Hey, they won the game. They won the game last year, right? Like Texas won the twelve. They won the and they made it to the college football playoffs. So the Longhorns had some bragging rights of their own, but uh, OU gets to state claim of winning the most recent Red River shootout in football, not basketball. We'll get back into that in a moment. Uh, But yeah, no, Texas fans were 49-0, 49-0, 49-0 all year long between the 22 and 23 games. And Oklahoma fans, they're going to be bringing up 34-30 a lot from now until October. Hell, they already have. And they will be talking about it all day long at the State Fair of Texas. And I'll be bringing the championship belt with us. Oh, you you have the Quinn Ewers? Oh, I'll make up one. I'll make one. We'll make up a belt to have there. For the little kid that runs over and shoots the fingers, I'll belt him. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You're going to hit a kid with a belt. Hey, get across my knee, kid. Hey, that's a good... Ooh, what? Shoot the finger at me. Get across my knee, kid, and do what? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Hold Just on. Give, give him me, the belt. Give him the me. belt. I got to double check those uh, Epstein flight logs here. Give him the belt. Ah, okay. That's what you're going to do. All right. Yeah, that's a good uh, Adrian Peterson impression, right? You're paying your respect <laughs> to an OU legend. Oh, I'm my goodness. A kid. That's oh. nice. Yeah, OU, man, OU got screwed. OU was gifted the easiest schedule ever this past year in the Big 12. That's right. And they, they muffed it up by losing to Kansas and Oklahoma State in back-to-back weeks. Uh, the SEC did them no favors. Like Texas, Texas has a pretty easy SEC schedule, all things considered, and they still have to play Georgia, and they still have some other tough games. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but you look at what OU has, dude. I mean, they've got obviously they've got to play Texas, but they've got Ole Miss, they've got Alabama, they've got LSU, they've got Tennessee next Ooh. year. Like you, you look at the teams that they played in the Big Twelve this season compared to the teams that they've got on the slate. Next Who are they playing in the non-conference? Are they playing Texas State? Because they don't want any part of them either. You know yeah, that. They, they've got, uh, I think they've got Tulane in the non-con. That's their one you know, decent team. Now, Tulane lost its coach. Willie Fritz is at Houston now. Uh, but Tulane's obviously been solid the last few seasons. So it's tougher than anybody OU played this year. Remember, they had a game against Georgia oh. scheduled before the SEC announcement. And once the SEC announcement came down, they scrapped that game. And instead they played SMU. It was a decent team this year. Like turned out to be uh, an okay win. For the a bowl. Uh, yeah. Now they won their conference, I think, if uh, if memory serves. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, the SEC schedule is tough, but obviously big every time Texas and OU get together, there will be some playoff implications in that one without question. Uh, we'll go quickly through the rest of this list because that's all the Texas flair. Ole Miss at LSU, SEC. Michigan-Washington, the rematch of the national championship. Oh, yeah. Once again, a conference game. That one will be in Seattle. You've got Arizona at Utah. A Big 12 game. Well, Utah, because their quarterback's coming back for the 15th year. Right. Former uh, Texas Longhorn Cam Rising, still there. Uh, boy, that's interesting. Is that the only Big 12 game on here? you got Boise State at Oregon. Oh, because of the G5. And then LSU-USC, the last one. That's a, that's a good one. LSU is in on a couple of these games, too. Yeah. Well, LSU, I mean, they had the Heisman winner. They lose the Heisman winner. And they had a three-loss season. They were a little disappointed with what uh, Brian Kelly did in his second year. But they totally revamped their coaching staff. Yeah, they're going to expect a lot from Bo Davis on that defensive line. Their defense the year before was was really good with the great freshmen they have. But they're expecting they, they're going to fix their defense. 
Yeah, that defense sucked this wow. past season. It cost them uh, you know, a chance at the SEC crown and a potential spot in the CFP. Yep. They had the best player in the nation on offense, and they were scoring. It felt like 40 points a night, but they uh, couldn't stop anybody. So nope. that was it. We'll see what LSU does next year. But there you go. I mean, it's it's not just folks around Austin. It's not just Texas fans drinking the burnt orange Kool-Aid. Uh, the national folk telling you that now the Longhorns are going to be major factors in college football next year and three of the top seven games in the country. Like Texas hosting Georgia. That was number one. Texas at Michigan was number four. And the Texas OU game coming in at number seven. Hook them horns, baby. If you weren't already excited for the fall. No kidding. All right, Buck, before we um, got some funny videos for the people today, <laughs> we also have to talk fun. a little, little more Texas basketball as we're still celebrating Texas's not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but sixth straight win over OU. Let's uh, give some more love to some more sponsors. Yeah, Dr. Greg Eckert. You know, I talked about Dr. Eckert yesterday and his all-star group of professionals. They do everything from general dentistry to the most advanced work. Most advanced work, restoring teeth. Now, I had mine done in just two visits. Can't be happier with what's going on with me after seven years with Dr. Eckert. And you need to find out if you're a candidate for dental implants. He's doing a lot of dental implants right now. 512-345-3166 is his telephone number. Find out if you want. And also, if you want to become a new patient for 2024 with Dr. Eckert, find out. See if he's got a spot for you. I'm sure he'll make room for you for sure. He wants you to take care of your dental health. And, folks, it's very important to get that done. And as BK said yesterday, why not do it right in the new year? Why wait until December of next year where? Most of you would like to do it. Put it off as long as you can. Get that done. And a lot of people need to go see the dentist. Well, depending on what your, what your problem is, at least get there at least twice a year. For me, it's once a year. But for you, it needs to be twice a year. And I'll be getting mine done. I'll get everything done in January or February. But Dr. Ecker would love to have you as one of his new patients. Uh, if you've got dental anxiety, anxiety, IV sedation may be the way to go for you. So he doesn't matter not it doesn't matter to him if you get knocked out or if you're just awake to have this stuff done. He's going to get it done. He's going to help you with your dental health for sure. As I said, 28 years of business, over 1,500 cases of restoring teeth. He's our dentist. Should be your dentist also. Oh yeah, Buck. You remember that uh, old song by Beverly Ross and Julius Dixon, "Lollipop." Oh yeah. No, it was actually Olipop. That's what they were singing. Oh, oh Olipop, 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 ooh, Oli, Olipop, yeah. That's it. Those are the lyrics. Yeah, people have been getting them wrong for a long time, but. Well, really, that's good because the only one that, I mean, I've now learned that Jardians jingle now, too. I've, You know what I'm saying? I'm into that jingle now. Thanks to you and your boys, now I'm I'm into the, that jingle. I can't stop seeing it, but go ahead. You were talking about Olipop. The entire Texas Sports Unfiltered group text now is about the Jardians lady, oh. whether whether or not we would. She's very cute. She's very oh. attractive. Yeah. You know what she is? Why? It happens to be their fat little girlfriends. Too oh. bad. He's fat? <laughs> no, we don't yes. like this. We don't like to fat shame people. Come I'm not on, fat man. shaming her. I'm just calling a spade a spade. I'm calling a fat a fat, you know? No, she's... She's she's hefty. She's working with it with the Jardians, man. She doesn't yes. want to lose an ankle or a toe or anything. She's working. She's and she can dance. She can maneuver around. Dude, you know. Look at those dance moves. That ain't dancing. That is just literally standing and flailing. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Yeah. All right. 
Jardians, yeah, they don't pay us yet. We got to get them as a sponsor. We do, we, we do. Talk about those, especially fools. for me. Yeah, lower your A1C. But Olipop can help you be healthy. Hey, Jardians lady, lay off the soda and get some <laughs> Olipop. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff, it's great tasting soda. That's good for you. Seriously. Yes. This is an easy New Year's resolution. Most of them are hard. You've probably given up on most of them already. They're gone. Already the 24th. But Olipop is great tasting soda. That's good for you. So if you love the taste of soda, you're like, I, I can't give up soda. I, I love it too much. Well, try Olipop. I'm telling you, it tastes just like the soda that you know and love, but it also has tons of health benefits as well. Hardly any sugar, very few calories, nine grams of fiber in every can. There are ingredients that will help with your digestive health. For so sure. Get you some at the grocery store. Go buy the soda aisle and instead get you some of that Olipop. Uh, you're going to love it. I'm telling you. And you it's got going some to of them at 7-Eleven. They've got them in Costco. Mm-hmm. I know they've got it all over. I know they have a display at HEB, my HEB at B Cave. They got it right there. So, and they got all the flavors, man. She's got cankles. <laughs> no, they're, they're past cankles. She's got a, an extra arm. Rodney says she's disgusting. Probably smells like Doritos. Oh, see, that's wrong. That's that's unnecessary. Probably not wrong, but unnecessary. Uh, all right, a word from our man, Tom McKay. Over at AV Consultation. Hi, this is Tom McKay with Audiovisual Consultations. And Camilla McKay. Hey, kid, you want to hear a dad joke? Sure, old man. A guy walks into a flat... Oh, that was terrible. A guy walks into a store and buys an 85-inch flat screen for 2500 bucks. <laughs> I wasn't done with my joke yet. Yeah, you were. Here, I got one. What's worse than paying for one overpriced surround sound speaker? I don't know what. Paying for two overpriced surround sound speakers? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here at Audiovisual, we do like to laugh. And by calling 512 Five five eight six seven eight. You can share in that laughter. Stop paying extra for lesser quality and visit avconsultations.com today. All right, all right. You got me going now. One more. All right, here we go. A guy walks into a bar and then a speaker and then a projector. All right, all right, all right. I think they get it, kid. Give us a call at 512-255-8678 or see us online at avconsultations.com. And all jokes aside, remember to hug your kids, laugh with strangers, and make love to whoever the hell you want. Just give us a call, 512-255. Five eight six seven eight. There you go. Beautiful. Yep. Love our friends over at AV Consultations. Love Tom. Love the kid. And uh, they're the very best at what they do. Okay. Some videos, Buck. Oh boy, I'm afraid now. We'll start with this one from Lifetime Longhorn Cameron Dicker. Okay. AKA Dicker the Kicker. You know, we've been talking a lot about Texas OU this morning because of what happened in basketball last night. And one of the great heroes of the Texas OU game is Dicker the Kicker for his game winner a few years ago. Well, he's now the kicker of the LA Chargers of Anaheim. And he's one of the best kickers in football. He's staying. Which is not a surprise. Like, he should have been drafted. Kickers don't always get drafted. Actually, that dude should have been drafted. He was awesome in college, so clutch. And uh, now, yeah, he's one of the best kickers in the NFL. Well, he was at an Anaheim Ducks hockey oh, game no. a couple of days ago. And they flashed him on the Jumbotron. And here's what Dicker the Kicker did when they showed him at the Honda Center. Look at that. Takes off the jersey. He's shirtless. Starts chugging a beer. Finishes chugging the beer. Slams it down. And then holds up the Mighty Ducks jersey again. Oh, my goodness. And they say kickers are weird. That dude's body, he's starting to get a kicker's body, too. 
Oh, you're, oh, you're calling him Jardians? <laughs> I'm just saying he's starting to get a kicker's body. He's got some guns. He's starting to get some girth on him. Let's just call it girth. Why are you looking down there, dude? No, I mean, look at his, I mean, his arms. He's got his arms have never been big like that. It's muscles, baby. He's been hitting the gym a little bit. Yeah, like with his car? What, does he drive into it? Oh, come on. Well, you know, he's got to work out the leg muscles at least as a oh, kicker. Oh, for sure. You know, he spent some time in the gym. But that is how you say Is that a lightning bolt going through the beer? Yeah, I guess that's the Chargers logo that they had. They brought his own glass in there. I don't know. It's almost like they're trying to censor it on the Jumbotron or something. Because that's clearly an AI Chargers logo there. Wow. Right, look at the guy. The guy next to him is like struggling, and Dicker just downs his whole beer, slams oh, yeah. it down. One and gulp and it's gone. Love that dude, man. That dude love is that dude. different. They're all different. You, They're uh, kickers. You called his games in high school. Yes. He was OG, outstanding. OG Dicker, the kicker fan. And, oh, my uh, goodness. He was special now. Yep, absolutely. Uh, okay, how about a, another flight video? Oh, no. It can't be. can't be from an airlines that oh. we know. We've got uh, video from onboard an aircraft that was landing at DFW Airport. You know where that is, Buck? I do. Where is that? I've been in Dallas for a word. Ah, damn. Good call. Smarter than I thought. Come uh, on. Don't be trying to trick me with that. <laughs> I've flown in there. Flown in, the, flown in the Love Field, too, there. Is that still in existence? Oh, yeah. I mean, people still fly to Love Field. Sure. That's like I a big hub it. for Southwest. Wow, I didn't know that thing still existed. Oh, I love Love Field, man. It's it's so much easier than DFW, and it was a lot closer to me as a kid. Uh, but this was a flight landing in DFW, and you tell me what you're doing if you're aboard this flight as it's about to touch down. Is this just before landing or has it already hit the ground? It's hard to tell, right? Like based on that guy's comment about a flat tire, it makes it sound like it had already landed. Like they had just hit the ground. I don't know why the guy would be filming though. Like maybe it was shaking while the plane was landing, and that's why he pulled yeah. his phone out to start. <laughs> I wouldn't be laughing. I would be shitting. <laughs> <laughs> There's no laughter coming from me. I would be horrified. I've, I've, I've said I've had my, I've been on two planes that I can recall that were just not satisfying. One was when I was supposed to go see the kid in Louisiana, the football player. And I said, nope, let's turn around. I was on a private, private UT plane going to see uh, Rory Dunn. I had a, a visit and I said, nope. The, the pilot said, what do you think? Do we do it or do we not? And I go, not for Warwick Dunn, I'm not doing it. I'm going home. Turn not for head. Warwick Dunn. That guy's no. awesome. Hell no. I said, turn it around. We'll go visit his mom some other time. And we did. But the other one was upstate New York when we were coming down for, you know, the wind The wind was blowing and we were coming down. And as we were getting ready, just before we were getting ready to touch, the plane started doing that little tilt thing like this. One side, it wasn't squared up. And the guy took it and went back up. And he goes, well, not this time. And I'm going, thanks a lot there, Captain. 
Ooh, you might have saved your life right there. Oh, dude, that was not. That was going to go. One of those wings was going to touch down. And so he swooped, and then he took back up. He went right back up. And I was like, hey, Maverick, quit the bullshit. Land the plane. No, 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 no. I know I have to get to where I'm going. But no, 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 Maverick, not this time. Let's give it. That's a test run. Let's do it the second time around. It was a small airport in upstate New York. And we got back down the second time good. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to be a part of the first, the first voyage. It just didn't feel right. And you could feel it in the plane with the way the people were reacting and stuff. Yeah. You know? So what did like, you do? You've you've always promised that if you were on board a plane. Well, that people was going started giving down. me their rings and watches and people giving me their wallets saying, hey, we may not make it, but it looks like you're the guy who's going to make this. So take this and make sure. Here's where I live, just in case you need to sell the home. Oh, they were voluntarily giving you their jewelry? They knew I was that guy. I had a sign. <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> you weren't just walking up the aisle saying, here, give yeah, it to me. No, no, credit cards here. You look like the guy who wants the credit card. You want to know where I live if you have to sell the house? But do it where you're giving my family 50%. I'm like, they ain't got a chance of getting 50%. That's not happening. It's like, give me uh, the address. I know I was on one of those flights and we went back up and man, you're talking about your heart when that thing starts taking off again and they they revved it back up. And that guy went back up and said, well, he said, Oh, not this time. That was his nail. The captain, not this time. That's what he said. He was doing play by play of the whole. Yeah, as, as when we swooped back up, he said, Nope, not this time. And I agreed because that, that wind was hitting those wings and dude, we would have slammed on onto that turf. That would have not have been fun. <laughs> Next time around was pretty smooth. I couldn't wait to get out of there. And I did not have a little something, something in my drawers, but man, was my heart pounding. Yeah. The stomach drops, oh. the heart pounds. And the one going to see Warwick Dunn was, it was, a, it was a, me, my, my, it was myself, Bobby Jack Wright, the two pilots. So we were in the, the UT's private plane. My feet were clamped underneath the, you know, underneath the, the, the bottom of the, the seat. Sure. But my head was still bouncing and hitting the top, hitting the top of the thing. I'm like, dude, no, I don't want to go through this. Oh. You think we can go? I mean, how long we got? Oh, we got about 20 minutes of this. No, let's go back. We'll come back tomorrow. Goodness gracious. I'll uh, leave practice and come back. Longhorn Bear says all of that shaking in the DFW plane was the Jardians lady changing clothes in the bathroom. Leave her alone. When she puts on that that yellow outfit, the banana tent, I mean the banana dress, she becomes something special. I'm not really down with the blue, the grape. <laughs> That's a, a grape or a blueberry. I know she's. I don't like the blueberry outfit, but when she goes and starts, they start doing her hair, and she puts on the yellow outfit yeah. to, dance, to dance with that homeboy there. I'm like, come on now, dance with she's that homeboy. She's cute. There's a guy behind who's, you know, you see that the fruit stand over there. He's over there, and then he comes out. And he starts when she's standing at the water fountain there. I know to, that commercial. I know all that stuff about that commercial. He's trying and to sell way, her. She's not standing at the water fountain. She's standing in front of a group of people when she puts on the yellow. Yeah, she's talking to someone. They're yeah. doing makeup for her. Yeah, that's, that's the brother there. They're telling her how fat she looks. No, so they don't say that. Don't, don't. And they're like, hey, you look like a blueberry in this one. Let's try this one. And then instead, the she looks out. like a freaking Chiquita banana out no. there. Dude, she's wonderful. She's very attractive. She's very... What? She's, a, she's an attractive lady. Very attractive? Okay, she's attractive. I don't need to go put the very on it. Ah, dude. They owe us a... I'm going to Venmo request Jardians for all the talk that we've given them. All this free pub. 
What once again? What is it? Something for diabetes? My A1C or something? Yeah, A1C. I don't know what that means, but they're trying I don't, to. I don't like to be on. I don't like to be on a bunch of pills, no. except for when I have to play that golf. That Vicodin really does something for me. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me pull up a Chiquita banana over here, dude. Look at that. She is attractive. Oh my god. She is a she. That's all I'll say. She's very athletic. She's attractive. Athletic? What she's are you talking nice, about? She's got a nice voice. No, she's not a guard. No, we can't do that. We can't. She's that's a pretty dress on. She's a pretty woman. Pretty woman, huh? I thought of that when I saw her the first time on that commercial, I said, boy, she's attractive. Let me uh let me show you this one and see how you how you feel. <laughs> what about this face? You like this one? No, see, you didn't have to do that. We all have our moments. Yes, that's when she changed from the, the grape to that right there. That's just horrible. <laughs> now, her versus the condom lady, I'll take her. What? Yes, I will. No Everything. way. Yeah, Are you I, kidding I, I'll me? Tell you, I'll tell you this. I'll take her before I take that one who's seeing, you know, that no. mf is not for real. Tiffany Gomez? Yeah. That chick is so, she's so hot. What is wrong with you? Oh my God. The one who's MFing people, the one you mean the one who's seeing things? Yeah, the one who's seeing things. Oh, you don't want to take her home. You wouldn't take her home to mama. She would be looking in your house and saying, Who's I don't that? think I, I don't think anyone home to mama. I'm taking her home to my place. Look at her. Is that Uncle Frank? Is that Uncle Frank over there? You're out. You, you take Jardian's lady over this? That's a crazy lady? Yeah. I mean, the one who sees things on plane, yes. that's her? the one who saw Kirk Cousins on that plane. Well, maybe I could put up with a little crazy. Yeah, exactly. List this girl. But I am telling you right now, that mother that mother back there is not real. Yeah, yeah. She's got issues, man. I see that woman on court TV every day. There's some woman with issues. That's her. No, no thanks. I'm you don't want to mess with her. You would yeah. not don't don't mess with her. She will come back and kill you. I would love to mess with. I I'd die for that. You you would die for sure. Prince has a whole song. Wrong. I would die for you. Oh, you would have to because there's something wrong. You're not making it past 24 hours if you spent the evening with her. Because there's something there's. She's got some screws, but they're real loose. Oh yeah, uh, I'd screw for sure. <laughs> is that is that what you meant? Yeah, oh my goodness. All right. Oh. Every every video we show, well, I guess we show a lot of airplanes. It all comes back to these people on that airplane. <laughs> they all, they it all always devolve. does. They all devolve into Jardians and, and then the crazies on the airplanes. I God. just don't I don't want to see that. I the spring I want to do some traveling. I gotta go to Pennsylvania and see some of my folks and stuff. I just do I drive? It's making me start I'm starting to act like Rodney. I'll drive or no, it's oh, not Rodney. Man. It's Wags that does all the driving. Rodney does too. Rodney's, uh, I'm filling in with Wags today because Rodney's driving to Mississippi right now for some racing event. So I think eight, eight hours is past. My, I, I think Big Ben is probably past my limit because if I, if I had to fly to Big Ben in that area because I love that area out there, West Texas, I would rather drive down 10. 10 is like being in a plane. Yeah, gonna, yeah I mean, you oh, can yeah. do you can just fly there, but now I can't. I can't do the like my daughter who will travel from Jacksonville to Austin, to, or she, you know, travels far in Louisiana. 
I don't like doing that Jacksonville to Austin. That, those those eight, 10 hour deals. No, thank you. Oh, we were in a 10 hour travel in a, in a car. And it sucked. Yeah, it did suck. We should have flown, but flights were ridiculously expensive. It was like 1500 bucks to get a flight back from New Orleans to Austin on January 2nd. But you know what I've never done, and I, I hear about people that do it. They, they go from Austin to Colorado, and they drive. Yeah, I would love to do that someday. Not yeah. in the winter, but I'd like to do that in the springtime somewhere. I, mean, I bet you that's a nice drive. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it is. Have you, done, have you done that? No. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I don't know why I said no. From Dallas, not from Austin. But uh, good, good drive, nice drive. Sure. Yeah, I had a few buddies. You know, it's, it's a tough one to make by yourself, but if you've got a few people to split the load, then not too bad. Uh, but not a- that mf'er not that that person's not real i'm i'm getting on another plane tomorrow i hope i uh see tiffany gomas on there i hope you don't i want you to get back safely i don't want you to get to that place and then try to hang out with her and her stab you in the eye or in the throat or something she'll do oh. that with a fork by the way it's hot man i'm into that stuff oh wow <laughs> good luck good luck to you Man, oh, God. All right. I don't know who wants to sponsor that segment there. Uh, I will give some love to Altstadt Beer. It is the best beer that you can find in the history of the world. Uh, <laughs> it's easy to find, too, wherever you buy your beer. H-E-B, Specs, Twin Liquors, Total Wine, wherever you go, you can find six packs of Altstadt Beer. If you're uh, you know, going around for lunch, if you're going to Jack Allen's Kitchen, one of our favorite spots, go. if you're going to Cover 3, another one of our favorite spots, they've got Altstadt at both of those spots. Most of your favorite bars and restaurants throughout Central Texas are now carrying Altstadt, and more and more are every single day. This stuff is growing like crazy, and it should be growing like crazy. It's a damn good beer. Only four ingredients in every single Altstadt brew, but the taste is absolutely there. It's the most authentic German beer drinking experience that you are ever going to find, and we're lucky enough that we can find it right here in the great state of Texas. It is the official beer of BK. It should be the official beer of you as well. It's all stat beer. No impurities, no regrets. Once again, big, big shout out. Big uh, congratulations to Texas winning that basketball game in Norman last night. That was huge. That was that was a truly that was an ass beating. That was 15 point win on the road to a pretty good team, a ranked team that's been playing pretty good basketball. But that that team in, in Norman had no answers for the Longhorns last night. Definitely no answer for Dylan to sue down low. They didn't know what to do with that guy. They couldn't match up against him. Any win would have been nice for Texas, right? I mean, it's a quadrant one win against a ranked Mm -hmm. team on the road and obviously your biggest rival to boot. If you win that game by one, it's a happy flight. Absolutely right. You're right. But to win that game by 15, I mean, there there was nobody left in that arena by the time the game went final. They did get out of there. Yeah, they sent the fans to the exits early, early, early. They were all hoping to do a bunch of horns down and – they wanted it to be a party. They wanted to be dunking on Rodney Terry all night long. And instead, they ended up going to the cars with about five minutes left in the game because Texas was beating them down so bad. Man. Awesome to watch. And they lucky they didn't have any more time left because it would have been it would have been in the twenties. Yep. And that game was on ESPN. Everyone was watching that. That wasn't an ESPN plus game, a Big Twelve now no, game. Everybody saw that. Everyone on the committee saw that. And every fan saw that. Like that was a nationally televised assing. Assing. That was great. By Texas against the hated Oklahoma Sooners last night. Five straight wins inside the Lloyd Noble Center. Now the previous four were all close. 
I thought this game, look, it was a one-point Oklahoma lead at halftime. That was the first game this year that OU has lost when they've led at the break. That's the first home game that they've lost this year. Uh, it looked like it was going to be another down-to-the-wire 40-minute game, and instead Texas is like, to hell with that. We're blowing y'all out of the gym, and they did Man, or this conference has got teams that, boy, if you're not awake on any given night, you're going to get beat. I mean, Iowa State's good. TCU at, at times are really, really good. You know, yeah, the your markers, they're pretty they're these teams, all of them, you know, obviously Houston is there, Central Florida. I mean, if you're not if you're not re- awake and ready to play, your team's not ready to go, you can get beat in this conference every night that you play in it. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, oh, you know, oh, the, sorry, did I leave out the Mountaineers? They can beat you too. There's only there's only one really bad team in this league right now, and that's Oklahoma State. They're 0 and six. Yes. They, they had a big lead against the Horny Toes yesterday in Stillwater, and they blew it. Yeah, I, I was uh, watching. I think I was watching some of that game. It was after the Texas game, correct? Yes. Yeah, I think I was watching some of that game, and they had they were winning at that time. I think they were up 14 at one point in the first half. Uh, but, yeah, they're, like everyone else has at least two wins in the league. It's Everyone is between two and four wins except for Oklahoma State. So the Cowboys suck. Uh, Mike Boynton, their head coach, great duty. It's probably time after this year for OSU to go in a different direction. Uh, we won't have to worry. But it about hasn't that. been long for him. He's only been what? Is it a four-year deal there? He's only been there four years. Mm-hmm. It's been More? a while. I would say five or six. Okay. He's had time, and they've had a couple of good years, but they're, they're, oh, they they had a player of the year that year. Cunningham, yeah, number yeah. one pick. Sure, sure, sure. But they didn't do much with him, anyways. No. So. Uh, yeah, no, it's you can't take any nights off. Like BYU is two and four right now. That's tied for second to last, but they're ranked number twenty-one in the country. Like they're capable of beating Texas, and obviously that's Texas's next opponent this weekend. So great, great win last night. Back-to-back great wins. The two best wins of the year for Texas, uh, and they needed them because it felt like the wheels were starting to fall off. Yep, a little bit for Texas hoops. They have gotten things back on track. And, and as you said, when you're playing for your coach, you play defense like they played in the second half. That's what you do. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And uh, it's a little after 10 o'clock Ooh. right now. Hey, on. what's up, guy? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, um, TCU was trailing uh, the Pokes by like four, 12 or 14 last night, man. It was, it was getting ugly. Getting pretty ugly, but TCU obviously able to come back and get the victory, man. Wild night in the Big 12 last night. Yeah, I got my... I'm wearing my, my memorial shirts too. The Sooners fans there because they got whipped. They got assed last night. I mean, um, bad. I, I love coming on here and having to eat Longhorn crow. Like, that's the best crow to eat. Uh, I, I thought we were going to get boat raced, but instead we were the ones that were boat racing last night. Six times now. Six times in Norman. Wow. Yeah. Six wins in a row for Texas over Oklahoma. Porter Mosier now 0-5 against the Longhorns in his coaching career. And that's not going to help his coaching career in no, Norman, is it? He's done a great job. Like that team's really good. They're ranked number eleven in the country. They've had a phenomenal season and it, it felt like people were starting to buy into Porter Mosier. Same thing we said last oh. week with Texas. You don't put too much stock into any one right. game, but you know, they You're hate right. Texas. You want to beat your rival. Like beating your rival is big for you when when uh, fans are questioning if you're the guy. Rodney right. Terry was able to do that. I consider Baylor a basketball rival. For Obviously, sure. a yeah. loser rival. Rodney Terry has calmed the storm in Austin because he's been able to win two rivalry games in a row. Well, let me ask you, gentlemen, what what's the identity of this basketball team? I thought I, I thought we were not going to be dancing, but I thought we had two left feet. But apparently, we're taking some lessons. Well, you, if you if you find out that you need to go through Dylan DeSue, then I think you'll be all right because Asmus is going to get his. 
I mean, that guy sure. is going to get, I mean, volume shooter. He still last night, they gave him the ability to shoot. They just said, you will not shoot the ball from that far away. That's <laughs> my girl right here. Shooting? I can't keep a straight face with this chick. <laughs> you know, is know, that a, is that the volume one shooter? Pill from Jardians. Stop. <laughs> and it's all well. It's Jardians. I'm going to have to excuse myself because she's one of my favorites. And you guys are making fun of her. No. And I can't, I can't have that. So wait, I, I mean, I was reading. We got to stop right here. I was reading the, the comments. Is she the one that you guys think smells like Dorito cheese? No, she is. She's a very attractive woman. She got and round she, shoulders, Buck. Well, she's got round shoulders, but listen, I'm skinny. She's talented. We all have something going on. Look at, I love her. There's Sal. There's Sal. I, love her too. I can't. I can't get enough of her. She put her back on. They they took her off and put some other douchebag on right now. Can we? No, I haven't OG seen the new Jordan's one, lady. I have not seen the new commercial. You don't I mean, want to see it, Bucky. You don't want to see it. It's it's low value, man. It's not quality like this. Every can you play the video, BK? Everyone loves this lady. Watch, I can't. She, and they should. She lights up the set. Everyone on the set loves her. She doesn't have that main that main character syndrome ego. She's she's dispersing happiness amongst everybody on the dispersing set. Happiness. <laughs> Probably smells like Dorito. Happiness. That is just awful. You people are awful. I just don't. I don't like her. The blue outfit. I like that outfit. I like the flamboyant yellow. I'm not. I don't like her attire. That's what I, I'm just saying. The yellow is popping. It's radiant. It's yes. vibrant. There you go. There you go, Wags. BK doesn't understand that. I pulled up the picture because mm. Texas basketball was dancing like the Jardians lady. <laughs> now we're dancing like J Lo, baby. Oh. We have upped Hold our on, dance. Can you do the one, two, three like she does. One, two, three. One, two, three. Yes, yes. Yeah. Do the calisthenics because that's the only working out she can do. See, that's wrong, BK. That's, that's fucked wrong. up. That is messed up, dude. All right. All one right. night with that, and you would be only, a different man. Only You'd working out. Only working out she could do because that's what they're telling her to do on the commercial. What? What are y'all insinuating? She can't work out because she's no. Jordan, I'm gonna go buy me a hand for I'm gonna go get me a handful of Jardians right now. Just to you only see. need one. It's the it's the little pill that does the big story to tell or some shit. <laughs> see, like that. We all know. All right, I'm out of here. There he goes.